It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Even if I'm blind, I can tell you who, what, when, where, how to 
Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to your Tuesday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. Uh, What is up, folks? How is everybody doing? The schedule is a little screwy, as it always is. This will be coming at you Tuesday, uh, probably around 6 p.m., and then Wednesday. The reason we're doing this this next two days, in fact, I was going to take Tuesday off, but I got to talk about that summer house reunion, you guys. There's too much to talk about, so I have a jam-packed show for you today. And this, of course, is all leading up to tomorrow. At 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will release the first Real Housewives of Beverly Hills new season recap. Uh, it is going to be I'm, it's going to be the best thing that you've ever listened to in your life. It is going to knock you off your coal mining ass. Let's go. I am so ready to I'm the anger is flowing through me. You know, I was thinking about this. Hi, how are you guys, by the way? I didn't even, I, it's so rude. Um, I, I, I was thinking about the, remember the anger level I left off at, at like the fourth part of the reunion? And I was just so happy it was over. And within the first 10 minutes of this new season, I was already at the same level of anger that I ended it with. And this can't be good. If there's any doctors out there, if you'd reach out to me, I just need to calm down because I'm already livid. There, Erica needs to be arrested, allegedly, this season. I don't even know if I'm using the word allegedly right. Of course, you can also join along in the party if you are a Patreon member. Hello, baddies. Uh, Maritza made this beautiful image. We are going to be doing our first YouTube live. Uh, you'll get sent a special link and at 7 PM Pacific standard time, you're going to see me and we're going to do a, we're going to do a live chat about, uh, Beverly Hills. And I cannot wait to do it. Get your favorite beverage, uh, and join in on the fun. This will be with the first one of these. And hopefully, you know, we're, we're starting small. Let's see where it goes. This is my first foray into YouTube. So if you know me, you know, I am shitting a gold brick. I am just, I'm nervous. I don't know you guys. I'm not a YouTuber. Can you welcome me with open arms into YouTube? We will find out tomorrow. Uh, it's actually good though. This is how disorganized I am. I was checking my email and I had an email from DirecTV. They were, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, they were doing a viewing party um, in West Hollywood tomorrow night on Wednesday. And they invited me and guess who was going to be there? Sutton and Garcelle and possibly Erica Jane. And then I was like, whoa. And it was at the same time as the Patreon thing. So I was like, oh, I guess I'm going to have to miss my opportunity to meet them in person. Uh, but then they they canceled it today. So I was like so – I was so happy because I was like I'm really excited to do this, the, the Patreon live on YouTube. And But at the same time, I was like, well, I would have loved to have met Sutton in person and go, yo, 
I say, I say, I, I've been supporting you, Sutton. Please. And I also would have, I would have brought some of my Tom Girardi uh, winnings from his auction, just so Erica could be subtly reminded. <laughs> subtly reminded, I'm wearing the lingerie that I got, <laughs> just carrying a big oil painting of Tom and his brothers. Oh, hi, Erica. My name's Ryan. I don't know if you've, um, if you're aware of anything that I do, but uh, oh yeah, no, that's Tom and his brothers. Yeah. Yeah, it's an oil pay. Yeah, it was in his office. Yeah, I, I won it at an, at an auction. Yeah. Anyway, how are you, Erica? How? I'm I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we are not here to talk about Beverly Hills today. We're here to talk about Summer House and a couple of other things because, like I said, this is a jam-packed show. A couple weeks ago, I one of my one of the listeners and actually just a cool person in the Bravo community that I've always loved. I follow her on Twitter too. Her name's Laura Rummel and uh, her and her mom went and saw Sonia Morgan and it live in concert, you know, as you do. And I said, you got it. You got to review the show for me. And she did a full review. We've got a full Laura segment, but she goes, she breaks down the entire Sonia's show. So if you're one of those people that cannot afford to see Sonia in your city, I think you crack, you know, you tr- crack a glass of wine or drink a beer and 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 just listen to this because it is it's pretty detailed. It is pretty detailed. Also, uh, Laura and her mom, I think, got progressively um, uh, tipsy throughout the night. Her notes, she was like, I don't even know what I wrote here. <laughs> but it sounded like a scene, you guys. It sounded like Sonia puts on a real experience, which is what we want out of all of our Bravo people. I'm going to see Tom Sandoval and the most extras, his band again tonight in Venice. And I know a couple listeners will be there. Um, and I'm very excited about that. This will be the third time I've seen Tom live and it's, um, you know, it's an experience. (laughs) I'm really excited, but at the same time, I'm like, I've seen now I'll, now it's going to be up there. Like I've seen Tom Sandoval more than I've seen, uh, Billy Joel or Elton John. And I, you know, like there's just, you know, Tom's more affordable than either of those, but I'm excited to see it. Hopefully I'll see some of you guys there. It is always a fun time, but it's a Tuesday. And I'm just like, I am getting to that age where I am feeling I'm, I want to be a homebody. I look at homebodies and I'm like, that's, that seems so nice. What is that like? That's like, like, I always picture just me with a nice cup of, what are they always drinking in the shows when they're like all relaxy? Is that chamomile tea? You know, and then like a fire and a camera, like a sh- maybe I'm wearing a shawl of some sort or a house skirt or which, by the way, shout out to Harry Styles, who I'm in love with all of a sudden. You know, I know he is gender bending and we've been talking about gender bending a lot. I'm loving that we're getting one step closer to men wearing dresses. And it's not even about the look. It's just that I feel like I do better with a flowing um, like a flowing robe of some sort. I don't like the jeans. I'm very particular about how my legs look. So I think with a dress, it's just, I hope it gets cooler. Like in terms of like, I hope people think it's cooler because I would really love to like manly dresses, but still a dress. Like just, I can't imagine what it would be like to get that kind of air circulation down there. Nothing seems like a downside to me. I mean, it just seems like it's a win-win. And you know what would be cool? Now, this is, guys, shout out for anybody that wants to collab on a So Bad It's Good man dress design. What I'm picturing is, and this is what makes it unique, is it has the normal, oh, the flowing open area. (laughs) This is becoming a fashion show, uh, like the Met Gala review last week. So it's like opens like a normal skirt, right? But then in the genital area has a zipper. Yeah, has a zipper. And that's what differentiates has a zipper so men can put out 
you know, pull out their weenies and go pee instead of having to hike their skirt up, which is, I'm already picturing like where I'm like, men, are you like me? And it's hard to pee in your dress. Like that's, you know, I can already advertise this stuff. It is, I'm so ahead of my time in this, or maybe I'm just catching up. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> oh my God. I talked to uh Demois today on Demois podcast, which I think comes out on Thursday. Please go support that. And please um, uh, tell her you liked it or leave good reviews or whatever, because I, uh, it, that's a really, this show's big, but like Dumas is huge. And I've always, uh, I, I, Dumas has been really great to this show for the last couple of years since, you know, we've been on the scene and, and she's always been really supportive and, and puts up with a lot of my dad jokes with her. And, uh, we just had the best time and it's a little, uh, I just want people to like it. I hope people aren't like, who the fuck is this bruh? That's how I pictured Demas audience. Bra, the user. <laughs> I love that I put Demas audience as like Craig and Austin from Summer House when it's probably girls. But you know what I'm saying? Like I always, I, I hope I, I hope I did okay. I, I really do. But uh, we were making fun of. Did you read all that shit with Demas, dude? So she has this book coming out. I think like Simon and Schuster or something. And it's like a whole fictional storyline, but it's like the person is Demas, and you know, I'm sure it, it follows a lot of her experience and um but but then hbo max and greg berlanti like the uber successful producer who's been around for like 20 years they optioned it and it's a script to series folks which means it's not even we're going to make a pilot it's we're already making a series of this and it's going to be an HBO Max series. Now, if you remember the first time Dumois was on this podcast, which I don't think anybody probably will, I predicted this. Like, I, I was like, literally, they're going to be making an HBO Max show about you one day. And this was even before HBO Max was huge. But it's just incredible. Do you know what a big deal that is? And she still has her anonymity. And, you know, I will say she's not using the voice box anymore. The, vo the voice recorder that she, hey, hey, Ryan, what's going on? It's me, Dubois. She doesn't use that anymore. I was really happy about that, uh, which now I think I'm going to use it. I'm going to steal that from her and actually make that my main form, form of voice. Uh, but it was great. We had a good conversation. Always love talking to her. So check that out on Thursday. So much is going on, you guys. Truly so much is going on. Nothing exciting like an HBO Max. I do have HBO Max, but I pay for it. Uh, and it's usually just to watch the shows. But it would be, can you imagine if one day somebody optioned, I need to write a fiction book called So Bad It's Good. I wrote this in Instagram. I was like, it's just about a show that I eventually have to move in with my parents so I can continue to make fun of the Kardashians. Like, come on, you would watch at least one episode of that. Are you kidding me? Girls would be flocking to watch that. What a unique story. What a unique story that has never been told before. <laughs> An average white man talking about pop culture. Come on, nobody's ever seen that. This is This will blow people away. But I'm really excited just because I get so geeked out about pop culture like you guys do. Probably, maybe I'm a little more than you guys, but... I get so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, I know that person, which I really don't know Dumois because we don't know who she is. But it's fun. I like I, I like fun things like that. that put like the mystery in pop culture, because you think about it, if Dumois, what she does, you know, is blind items that cannot be, you know, verified in a lot of ways. But her herself, she herself is 
a mystery and almost like a blind item in itself is that we don't know a lot. And I was talking to her about that on the pod of like how bizarre that must be for her. I wonder if she'll cut it out. You know, like how bizarre – I always wonder about that when I guess on other people's podcasts what is, what is left in and what is cut. Annabelle DeSisto, who I'm on her podcast, uh, Adderall and Compliments, which I think came out yesterday – and it just shows how silly we are together. And I have like a huge podcast with her I'm releasing next week where we recap a film, but I'm on her podcast. And if you want, it's just, it's just wall to wall silliness. It's filthy. It's adult content. It uh, is so, I don't even remember what we talked about, but I just remember laughing a lot. So go check that out. But I always, I don't listen to it back because I'll, I'll I know I'll get bummed when I hear something cut out because I usually leave most of my stuff in because I just, I know people are like, well, it's a tighter package if you, you know, but like for me, part of it is the mistakes. Part of it is letting you in on this experience that we're having, you know? Um, but with Annabelle, she'll always cut out. I'm like, Oh my God, you cut out this whole good section. And, uh, I wonder what do, do will leave in, but I just said, it's gotta be mind boggling for her to, become successful for talking about other celebrities and what they do. It's got to be weird then when the magnifying glass gets turned around on you or when people try to figure out who you are, which is besides the point. Like I almost think it would ruin a lot of it if she was ever kind of like, this is who it is. Uh, I will tell you it's not uh, Ali Shapiro, Jill Zarin's daughter. I mean, I will tell you that hands down that it is not Ali Shapiro. Um, so, okay. Do we, do, you know what? I turn this on and then we just start talking and then it just, I'm already behind schedule for this show. We're going to make it tight and we never make it tight. So uh, we're going to do this. Uh, Laura Rummel, Sonia in the city. Remember there are timestamps. If Sonia is not your favorite musical performance and you uh, are heartless and do not want to hear how she does in comparison to Countess Luann, then you can skip right ahead of that. You can go right to the summer house thoughts. Because we do, I do a whole, me and Sophie Ross, uh, who couldn't be here on Monday, we talk, she's here on Tuesday, we talk about uh, the Summer House finale, and we're very angry. Now, I'll do a little bit beforehand where I kind of go into it a little deeper, and I've had some time to think. I've watched it like three times now, because I really try to get in there. Also, before we get into Laura, I wanted to mention Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's second episode just uh, aired on Sunday, and I got to watch that yesterday as well on Monday, finally. And this Ralph, man, he is bad news. There's like a whole section where Drew Sidora, a housewife, if you're not watching Atlanta, please do. But, you know, the producers make her read the definition of gaslighting, and she does. And then they do this like black and white montage of Ralph, her husband, gaslighting her. And Ralph is that typical dude that I hate where it he assumes he is smarter than his wife. And somebody wrote me on Twitter was like, well, I mean, in this case, he probably is. But it's not even that, man. It's like it's almost like you're talking down to somebody that you're supposed to consider your equal, your partner in life. And it's just like it's one of the it's, – it's a very male-centric way of thinking of you know, the man knows – the right thing to do, the man know, And it's just funny because we never learn, like, you know, we always talk about patterns in life. We never learn from that truly because we always see that that's just not the case, that that men are, you know, that men continually make mistakes, just like women do. 
But we, you know, we fumble around and we usually make situations worse than they are because we're trying to cover up for our mistakes. And Ralph, to me, is just this perfect example. And I love how the other house husbands, like Todd, Candy's husband, kind of laugh at Ralph. They gave him, there was a scene where they kind of were poking fun at Ralph because they were talking about the whole situation that happened in the first episode with his assistant that he supposedly fired but still talks to, like supposedly some 50-year-old hot woman. And Todd's like, yeah, here she's got a, you know— Nice body. And then I swear to God, Ralph's like, yeah, but everybody in Atlanta has got a fat ass. <laughs> Just like, dude, like, at least even pretend like you don't talk about it. There's a camera on you, man. Like, what is what? I, I, I guess I appreciate the realness. But sometimes when I think it makes him look like a bigger idiot, I always question like, so what did you what? Huh? What? Uh, Sheree, uh, is funny as ever. We got to see the finished Chateau Sheree basement and, uh, Kenya Moore got to do a tour of that because Kenya was the one that made fun of her many seasons ago for having an unfinished basement. Cause Sheree, Sheree made fun of Kenya's unfinished house. So it's good. It's not fully taken off, but what I will always say about Atlanta, and I think I said this on Monday too, is just those ladies, just know how to talk to each other and they know how to be entertaining by themselves or in a group. And there is this kind of thought in the back of my head, not just with Atlanta, but with other franchises as well is like, do we, are we caring as much anymore when there is not some big overarching crime or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like what we had with Beverly Hills or potentially we had with the Jen Shaw Salt Lake stuff. Do we care less or do we care more? Now, I find it refreshing. I find it actually harkens back to what these shows originally were built on is these lives of these kind of very different, amazing women. And you get to learn something about their lives and stuff you know and it's still silly and it points out these kind of inaccuracies or stuff that we can relate to and i'm sure as a woman if you're a woman listening you can relate to it in a whole different sense than i ever can but it it um you know i find it refreshing i just wonder what other people think um because you know housewives i worry in the sense of what and we're going to talk about this tomorrow on beverly hills you know, it's just like when you go that big, when you have such a thing where orphan and widows, like just a lot of money has been stolen, it throws it into a different stratosphere that I almost thinks, uh, I almost think it makes our expectations of these shows so out of whack. And I'll be curious even how we respond to this season of Beverly Hills when things are, quote unquote, starting to calm down. But if you watch even the first 10 minutes, you'll see that Erica's still one of the biggest assholes out there. So it doesn't seem like it's calming down. But the surprise of the whole thing or watching that all unfold last season on Beverly Hills, you know, how we'll deal with that with it not being that way this season, potentially. Uh, but anyways, highly recommend Atlanta. But I always say this about any Bravo show. You just got to support. We want to keep this train going. We got to beat those 90 Day Fiance weirdos. Come on. I love 90 Day Fiance, by the way. But I will say Bravo is my number one. And you got to you gotta support. You just do. You got to support. And what I love about these shows is that I say support day and date. I say support if you can right then and there. But what's so cool about all these shows is that they're there on demand. You can start at any time. You can finish a season whenever you want. You can go back. You can study these things like the Torah. It will be amazing and incredible. Uh, just like our night. Oh, wait, that was it. That was the other thing. 
This has nothing to do with Bravo, but I do want to say I should have met, brought this up with the dresses. Dude, so there's this actor, Jesse Williams. He was on Watch What Happens Live last night. He's in this new play on Broadway with Jesse Tyler Ferguson from Modern Family called Take Me Out. And I believe it's a play about baseball, but like uh, but gay men in baseball. I believe that's one of the storylines in this. It's supposed to be amazing. But, and this is for all you ladies and dudes out there. Jesse Williams, who is from Grey's Anatomy, and dude, even I'm a straight dude, and I go, that's a very attractive dude. Like, I know I'm not an idiot. He's a very attractive dude. And his, I guess he's nude at during the play, like a, like a shower scene or something. And so his dong's out, and somebody took like video or a photograph of it. No, I think it was a video. And you guys, it, I mean, even I, I'm like... It's really small. Yeah. So no, no, it's huge. It's like, it's huge. And that's sometimes I got to say, like, why does God give so much to people that already have so much? Like he's already a good looking dude. I feel like if you're that, if you're already a good looking dude, God needs to give you a small dong. Now, I know there's a lot of women listening. I don't know if you really care to, to be in on this conversation, but do you know what I'm saying? The basic concept, if you're like, you leave huge dongs to ugly people, this guy's got it like, so this guy now, and by the way, this is one of those, like when John Hamm was like, oh, don't show my gray sweatpants, huge dong thing, which I think I talk about with Annabelle DeCiso on the pod, uh, on her pod. It's like, I would kill, I've talked about this on the podcast. I would, I want big dong rumors out there about me. In fact, I was so hoping Demois would do a blind about me having a huge dong and nothing was out there about that at all. But I'm just like, John Hamm was like, boo-hoo, don't be talking about my huge dong. And it's like, are you kidding me, dude? We already know you're a good actor because of Mad Men. You're good looking. And now you're like, boo-hoo, don't on top of all of that say that I have a huge dong. Like, why? Like, what, what are we not allowed to like, you seem like you have had a blessed life. I mean, I would just say thank you and keep it moving. You know, like, oh, thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate you saying I have a huge song. This Jesse Williams got a python, got a python between his legs. That's a dangerous, he's got a dangerous instrument there. And listen, I just I just don't think it's fair. And I'm not for more government, but at the same time, I want government to step in. I feel like this should not be this should not and I just kept thinking about his poor understudy. Now, an understudy in acting is of course when you can't do uh when when like the lead actor can't play a part, somebody has memorized Jesse Williams lines and has rehearsed. And so he'll fill in for Jesse Williams. If Jesse Williams ever gets sick, it's called an understudy. I used to do those. Uh, I used to be understudies uh, a lot and it's like the worst job because you have to memorize the whole play and then pray to God, your person never gets sick. Oh, cause you're like, Oh shit. I, did I memorize everything? But I'm poor Jesse Williams understudy. Like, do they cast another big dong guy to be his understudy? Like what are the understudies? like small or average penis male, you know, like this poor guy, if Jesse gets sick, he has to come out and everybody's expecting to see this huge dong. And then it's like a small dong. And then he gets laughed off stage, you know, like, and I also, I wonder, Oh my God, this is so bad. I'm so, this is adult themes. You guys trigger warning, trigger warning, <laughs> trigger warning. You guys is that like, does the audience gasp in Broadway? <laughs> does Jesse Williams take off his towel and everyone goes, oh, oh. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
And then does he get like a standing ovation at the end? There was like, great work, Jesse. Great work. I just feel like it's so unfair. And it just makes me think God is playing favorites. You know, and it almost, and I, you know, it makes me think like, well, then is there a God? Like if, if we're playing this unfairly, like then it makes me quite, it, it brings up some questions. Uh, but also just shout out to Jesse Williams understudy. I hope you are all right, man. Like you've got, it looks like you've got a lot to, um, a lot to cover for if he ever takes ill and, and Jesse congrats on having a truly blessed life. So congratulations. <laughs> Have any of you guys seen this? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? He was on watch what happens live last night. So this play just came out and I think it's like supposed to, it's getting great reviews, but you know, I wonder, I, I do wonder about box office sales. Like did the ticket sales like skyrocket after this photo got released yesterday on Twitter? I have to wonder. I have to wonder. Okay, you guys, I've already creeped you out severely, and I've gotten off on so many different tangents. I didn't prepare on. Remember to join me tomorrow night, Beverly Hills. So now we're going to go to Laura Rummel, our our boots-on-the-ground correspondent at Sonia in the City. I think you're really going to like this interview. This was a lot of fun. Remember to use the timestamps. If Sonia is not your thing, you can go right to the Summer House stuff. But I think Laura is great, and this was a really fun interview to do. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Laura Rummel. Uh, This show... It, it brings it, there's an experience with this show. We bring you new experiences. We tell you what to see, what not to see. Uh, we have people out there that are boots on the ground going to see some of the most groundbreaking live performances involving our Bravo liberties. And I, I asked her and I've known her now for years, I think because of the podcast and, you know, there's just people that love these shows that you start to know. And she's always been amazing to me in this show. Uh, but I saw that she was going to see Sonia Morgan, Queen Sonia Morgan from Real Housewives of New York. She is doing her own uh, I don't know. We'll find out what she calls it. It's like cabaret, but she was going to see this performance. And I said, please, will you review it for me? And she took it very seriously. She has a notepad with all of these notes. Anyway, anyways, Laura Rummel, welcome to the show. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Uh, this is you're taking this very seriously. She said she showed me the notes. She took all the like it was like a, a reporter's notepad. And then she transferred all that notes to another notepad. So this is really, I guess the first question is, uh, why did you go to the show? And where is the show? That, where Where is this show that you saw? So that's a really good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I went to go see Sonia Morgan because Sonia is one of my all-time favorite housewives. And uh, I just had to see what sure. this was going to be. Um, I know Countess Luann was in our city a few years ago. And unfortunately, I did not go to that show. On so, point because you hate Countess Luann or because you were busy? I, I just, you know, I couldn't make it. I had, <laughs> and, and you know what? I do regret it. Um, I just, I wish I would have seen that experience. But yes, so we went to Anna. Yeah, so we love Sonia. It was my mom and I. <laughs> no, who's your what's your mom's name my mom's name is janet rummel janet uh <laughs> this will be i mean happy early mother's day janet oh actually this will probably air after mother's day so happy late mother's day <laughs> she's gonna be she's been very excited for this as you, well wait, you took your mom to sonia or did your mom take you to sonia who was whose idea was this 
We took each other to Sonia. I think I saw an ad on Instagram or something and I showed my mom and she she bought tickets, I mean, immediately. And unfortunately, we didn't do the VIP uh, meet and greet package because I I wasn't sure if she was going to make it. Yeah, that's the, the a, meet and greet. that would be my thought of like, there's a, there's a real crapshoot if she would actually make it to the meet, unless the meet and greet mm-hmm. was before the show. Exactly. And the meet and greet was definitely after. And I, I think... I don't know how anyone made it to the meet and greet is all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to find out what you mean in a second. Would you say Sonia brings families together? Would you say oh this gosh. is an ideal, you know, for, for all the families out there, if they were to go see a Sonia show, would you say that's a, a heartwarming experience for families? Oh, absolutely. Um, and <laughs> I think it's also a great um, for kids. I have one of my favorite <laughs> line was, are we here to see tits and ass or have a drink and pop a titty? So there are some really great Wait, Sonia lines. Sonia said that. Sonia said that. Um, I think that actually was during... So, my notes on that one aren't great. It was either the drag performance or Sonia coming out. And But Sonia did say tits and ass, maybe some dick pics. And she also at one point said, pull a feather out of my pussy. So there were some really... Uh, it okay, was good. so, so look, that kind of is like Countess Luann showing away. No, that is not... <laughs> it's just, okay, so... So you get these tickets and okay, mm-hmm. wait, what, what theater is this in? What, what so is- it's called the Murat or uh, the, so the Murat, the Egyptian room at the Murat. Now, where's that, I, where's that at? What? The, the, so in it's the- in Indianapolis. 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 Okay. So she's touring in a lot of like Indianapolis. That's, is, is that a normal place that everybody hits? More than more than you'd think. I mean, her. So this was the second night of the show. The first night, I believe, was Cincinnati. So we got the fresh show. Did she do back to back nights? I believe so. Oh, yeah, that's dangerous. That's not good. Yeah, that's- yeah. So the Egyptian room. How many people do you think it holds? I. It has a two thousand person capacity. <laughs> wait, wait, and- wait, wait. Let me just let me just prepare myself for whatever. How many people were there? So the show started at seven. Well, showtime was seven. Seven fifteen, it hadn't started, and I counted a hundred and fifty or so. No. But that no, no. But then by seven thirty, I mean it was. I was shocked at how full it was. I mean there was okay easily like three hundred people there probably. But you said it holds two thousand. It felt very empty. Okay, but yes. you're also saying a lot of people were there. I'm saying yeah. So I think if. It was if it were a smaller venue, it would have felt so crowded. Uh, other <laughs> other accents. Guys, if it was a much smaller area, it would have looked packed. Like, like oh my gosh, if anything. it were my bedroom, You're, it yeah, would have been popping. She sold out my bedroom like 30 <laughs> times over. It was insane. Um, did the thing that I always worry about, did Sonia did Sonia ever say anything like not a lot of people here? Did she ever realize that it wasn't sold out? I don't think so. Okay. That's what I, that's what I want. I don't want her to know. But I also think that she was definitely letting everyone get their drinks and make it into the show. So I, I mean, I wasn't mad that it started 30 minutes late because no, it just gave no. everyone a chance to, you know, get another cocktail, which I think was yeah. awesome. And I think maybe it gave her another chance to get another cocktail too. Of course, yeah, I'm sure. So, so uh, you said there is an opener. There's a, a drag performance opener. Is that 
Yes. So we actually had two openers. We had, it started with a comedian named David Brooks. And I think that that might've just been, a. it was a weird match. Why? Was this, um, I bet it was just like a stand. Like I bet in my, my just hearing this offhand, I bet it's just some local comedian that they let like come up. That yeah, I sh- I should have looked him up because I'm not I'm not exactly sure. People were kind of talking over him, which I felt bad about. Um, and I know that he I have in my notes may have talked about fucking cousin. <laughs> I'm sure I'm clear. And then he, I know that he did say I love whores and I love nasty strip clubs. Wait, was but- Sonia up? Wait, was Sonia upset that he was stealing her lines? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it, but I mean, overall it was, it was okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. Now, how are you with your mom being there when you're hearing racy material? Like that? I was talking about a story on the pod about why, how, you know, when a nude scene came up on a film, you know, around your parents, you do, you guys all just act like you'd never, like, I don't act like I'm even in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that like when people are talking about cousins having sex with each other? Do you get weird around your mom or is it like, ah, mm. No, my mom and I are very, very close. <laughs> She's probably my best friend. So that's uh, awesome. No, that was the least. So wait, wait, wait. You're saying your night. mom? You're saying your mom is pro cousin fucking? Oh, I, you know what? I did not. I'm just joking. Don't take this down, Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> just trying to embarrass oh. your mom. Um, okay, so the 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 thing hap starts and. In terms of the fans, was there anybody in Bravo memorabilia? Were you talking to other people there of like, can you believe we're here? Like, was there, was the anticipation building? Was it like going to a Star Wars movie or something? So the one thing that you got to know about the Egyptian room is you don't have to buy the VIP package ahead of time. All you have to do is when you get there, you can upgrade to the tables for like 30 bucks. So we just bought cheap tickets. I mean, they're all kind of cheap. And we each paid thirty dollars to go and sit at a table, which usually everyone upgrades to the tables, and you have to get there early to get a table. We were the only ones at a table. Actually, there was no. one heterosexual couple behind us, but um, they didn't get there till the very end. And I so of the whole show. Oh no! But right before it started, oh, and the poor guy. I mean, his you know wife dragged him there, and uh, so we didn't get the crowd interaction that I wish. So all all have. the tables were empty except for you, except and... for me, my mom, and then yeah, the couple behind us. <laughs> How many tables were there? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, easily probably fifty, <gasps> but it's because everyone was down on the floor and had I you know they should have. The tables oh, the, tab- the tables service. were up. The tables were upstairs. There, well, no, it's just like on a platform, like slightly raised. <laughs> well, Sonia's a person of the people. She does. She's not into mm-hmm. glamour and Ritz, and you know, I mean, she's not from the, the J.P. Morgan family, and they're not into richy rich things. Oh, exactly. That really yeah. makes. But by oh, God, you should have told. I would have paid for your upgrade since you're doing this review. Um, <laughs> okay, so. You can order drinks from the table. You have one other couple behind you. You didn't get the crowd interaction, even though people are talking over the uh, first comic. Mm-hmm. And then what is after the first comic? Is it right into Sonia or is they are they setting up equipment? So now they have the drag show. Oh, and there's a full on drag show. Okay. Or drag queen, yes. drag queen. So sure. Miss Gay Indiana, her name is I- oh, Anna 
something. Her name is, I forget what her name is, Anna something. But so Miss Gay Indiana did a performance, a Shania Twain medley. Wonderful. Awesome. Really good. And then, so the, oh, she also had two MCs that were awesome that I may or may not have met later in the night. Um, Unclear, but uh, so the MCs were great. And then they were like, you may or like, you just got too hammered that you don't remember who you talked to. Okay. So yeah, that's yeah, maybe. Yeah. We, well, we went to a drag show after. Wait, wait, Um, you went to two drag shows at the Sonia Morgan thing? Well, we we went out after we, yeah. (laughs) Dude, I got a party with your mom, man. (laughs) Oh, that, and that's a whole other story. And I'm like, oh man. Um, but yes. So I think that her MCs were also at that uh, club that we were in, but they were so good. They sang a song. It's Sonia in your city. That's catchy. Mm-hmm. It was really good. <laughs> so they do the drag queen. They're doing Sonia in the city. Mm-hmm. Now, my experience, which I've talked about on the pod, uh, uh, the Super Bowl. Sonia was at this Super Bowl party I was at in California, and it was her, Noella from OC, and Ashley Darby. And at the oh, beginning, like right the before crew. the Super, yeah, right before the Super Bowl. Sonia was like, you know, like good fun, Sonia. And, but she, you know, and she was like having a good time and, and waving and all that stuff. And then she drank way too much. And she was like out, like they had to drag her out of there before the Super Bowl even started. So like she turned from fun, Sonia to the Sonia that we see. Like I literally have video of Sonia, like playing with her boobs, like by herself. Like it was very uh it was it was like funny until it wasn't funny anymore and that's like one of the risks i think of seeing any of these people in person is like it's funny until it's not funny so the drag show happens is there a break or do do they say sonia in the city and she comes out it's right into sonia in the city Ah, professional nice. Mm -hmm. it was seamless elton john does stuff like that too that's nice um (laughs) so what is her big opener Um, so her, see, this is where I'm starting to get a little, uh, shady. So So this is where the drinks started hitting you. They started hitting a little bit. Uh, so there is the Sonia in your city song. She's (laughs) wearing a wrap dress. I might have seen her vagina at this point. Unclear. Uh, and she says that she's big fans of the Indianapolis because her family raced stock cars. I don't know if Indianapolis is the racing capital of the world. Wait, did you know that her family raced stock cars i did not i did not know that that's huge yes very interesting and then she again asked if we wanted to see tits and ass maybe some dick pics Hmm. and then there was a piano player that was very good and then the did she seem lucid did she seem like oh yeah no she she was was great she was in control okay cool a hundred percent uh the singers slash mcs were very good they did a little number that i don't remember that much um, but then they had a bit. And so there was a bit is and they set it up by saying, you know, Sonia loves her interns. And there was a lot of like audience interaction. And so she had two people come up on stage and they had to do some stuff. And that was a lot of fun. Wait, 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 wait. like do what stuff? Like, what are they doing? So um, th- she kind of asked them about them. And I actually hung out with these people afterwards. <laughs> um, so uh, basically it was kind of like an idea you, they had to come up with a product and I don't know if this part was pre-written or if it was an actual audience suggestion, but it was for the Sonia Morgan strap on. 
Oh, that's it. That was kind of it was that and the toaster that I always wanted to see made. So this is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no. And uh, I know she said something about because someone had suggested vibrators and she said, you know, vibrators are so yesterday. The strap on is today, which. Is yeah, it? Okay. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm like, well, OK, good for. And uh, then there was another musical break for a song called She is the Straw That Stirs the Drink. And all I have written in my notes is so good underscore good. Oh, wow. So you really like that. I really like that one. one. (laughs) Uh, And then there was a couple's counseling bit. Eh, That one wasn't good. So she counseled a couple. Did she counsel that couple that has the, the table behind you? No, but it was she was very specific about a heterosexual couple. Uh, I kind of she, she uh, her uh, qualifications were that she was the curator of cock. Oh, Again, okay. family show. Uh, but is it, that on her? Is that on her LinkedIn? Or what is that? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a certification. Uh, but you know, no, no, no. Now the whole crowd. Let me just say the whole crowd's into it, right? They're loving. Oh my God. Like, They're loving. I kept telling my mom, I'm like, these are our people. So my mom also yeah. watches every Bravo show like every single one. And I just kept telling her, like, these are our people. Like, you're just surrounded by best friends. I mean, we weren't really surrounded because we were a little bit up, but <laughs> I felt like I was looking down on all of my friends. Nah, that's how you want to do it. <laughs> looking down, yeah. Uh, so, okay, that's what I, see, because that's the other thing. I wanted people, I want Sonia to, like, I'm just glad to hear that she was lucid and good so far, and I'm happy to hear that everybody was into it because I want Sonia to feel good about herself. Oh, yeah, no, trust me. It was I've never, I also, overall, I just want to say this. It was like one of the best nights of my life. And I wish it were, I think it was probably an hour. I could have seen five hours of that. Like it now was I kind so of feel awesome. like I, now I kind of feel like I want to force you to watch five hours of that. Also, <laughs> I guess follow up question: How many nights have you actually had on this earth? Because you said this is the best, one of the best nights you've ever had. On I am uh, tw- almost twenty nine. So okay, so you've had a few. <laughs> There's no reason this should have been one of the best. There's just no oh, reason. But it was just, you know, I haven't since COVID. We haven't been out. I think that was like the first like show. Wait, wait, show did, I did, did Sonia do any COVID jokes? Hmm. Unclear. I, I also, I mean, in Indiana, like there are no, there are yeah. no masks in Indiana. I don't <laughs> yeah. think I've seen a mask since I don't even know how long ago. It's like ago. Arizona. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. So she's killing it up there. She's everybody's, mm-hmm. it's, the audience is in the palm of her hand. Uh, she does the counseling. She's the queen of cock or whatever. And then mm-hmm. what, where do we go from there? Then we go to a rap break and wow, sure. this was so good. It, She's the baddest fucking bitch on the Upper East Side. And it did was she really- say, did she rap that about herself or did somebody rap that? Um, about the her? MCs were the MCs. I can't, they were so talented. Uh, they were rapping that. And I think she was just dancing. I don't recall her That's ever amazing. singing <laughs> to that. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't, I, mm, sorry. Ooh, yeah. And then, so then I have in my notes, this is the point where the videos stop. Oh, I did take video. Don't tell her. But uh, I oh, ordered. Were you not vodka. supposed to? No. I order a double vodka soda and we have to rely solely on my notes. Okay. All right. This is, this is going to be fine. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. So wait, you don't, wait, at this point, you're saying you don't remember at this point in the show, but you took notes. So you're going to have to go by notes only. Yes. 
So no, you're I saying it. I remember okay, it. I was, but I was like, it, wow. So you're saying you checked out, you disassociated, but you still took notes, but you don't remember. Oh no, I I remember it, but it's a little hazy for sure. <laughs> and I didn't have the uh, benefit of the audio recording to kind of trigger my thoughts, sure. you know. Yeah. Now is this like a pre-Broadway tryout? Will this hit Broadway? Oh, I mean, I would see it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be critically acclaimed, personally. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and you, but you've never seen Luann play. You've never seen no. I to compare it to somebody. Okay. So rap break. Then what? Then we go to the grinder bit. Grinder bit. What is that bit? So, she grinds up on people. Oh no! So it's, it's the grinder app. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the gay. She, the gay networking app. Yes. Gay. Sorry. Gay networking. Uh. Gay. Um. Gay Tinder, basically. Yeah. So um, she asks for a gay man in the audience. And also, so right kind of like near us, there was this man wearing a full suit and a shirt. And I cannot remember what his shirt said, but it was something about Sonia, like spray painted on there. And while the, the, the drag queen was on the stage, he just walks up to the stage with his drink and puts his drink on the stage to watch the, the artist. And the security guard is looking at him like, what? You can't, what are you doing, dude? Like, you can't just like sit here. Like, this is an actual. This is Dave, Dave Chappelle being attacked all over again. Exactly, stage, right? exactly. So they make him sit down, but this guy was so excited to go up there. And Sonia gets his phone and makes him sure grinder and asks for a man named Fat Boy, who was oh. 20 feet away. Okay. Fat Boy never raises his hand. However, I met Fat Boy. I hung out with Fat Boy all night. And I think Fat Boy might hate me because I actually also saw him at brunch the next day. <laughs> Hey, I'm so good. So wait, you saw Fat Boy at the second location that you went to a drag show at yes. or later that night? Yes, the second wow. location. And did you ask why you didn't raise your hand, Fat Boy? I kept saying that. I'm like, no. well, also, wait, Evan did, Deer. Does he introduce himself as Fat Boy? So I was talking to one of his friends and he said, this is Fat Boy. I'm like, no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because Dear Evan Hansen was also playing uh, at the same venue, but in <laughs> the larger <laughs> Sonia was up against Dear Evan Hansen, yeah. Exactly, and I guarantee people would have rather been in Sonia Morgan. But um, yes, so I guess maybe he was raising his hand. I didn't get a clear answer on why he, he they didn't identify him. But um, oh my gosh. That, Wait, and why that, do you think that boy hates you? I, okay, I'm going to sound crazy right now, but... So, yeah, you already went to a Sonia sh- show. You're fine. You're, you're not going to sound crazy. Somehow, like, by the end of the night, my mom was holding a tray of drinks, and I I spilled every single drink. Luckily, we had bought them, but I somehow spilled <laughs> every single drink on that tray, and I had already spilled another. And so I'm like, I got to go home, and we got an Uber home, but, like, I don't know. I just Wait, wait, wait. Were all the drinks on the tray for you guys or were they for? Oh, no, that we bought them for everyone. Oh, wow. Did you and I buy every last one? We bought them the first time, but I don't think we bought them the second time. Cause I'm like, I got to get out of here. Wow. <laughs> it's time for me to go. This is, I really need a documentary <laughs> about you and your mom now. I think like, this is oh like, I God. needed like this whole ride home. So the next morning, then you go to the drag brunch. 
Oh, no, 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 no. It wasn't a drag brunch. It was just a normal brunch. Oh, we'd sorry. Go pick normal up our cars. Brunch. Normal like, you brunch. You guys love drag. Like, you're like, so a normal brunch. So you came over hungover and you're like, let's get brunch. And then Fat Boy's there. Yes, it was so funny. We are, as we're sitting outside and Fat Boy and his friends show up and we're, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. So we talked to them for a minute. But the reason I think Fat Boy might hate me and I feel, I mean, I guess that was his name. Maybe he doesn't like that I'm calling him that, but that was his grinder name. His name's like Tommy and you keep calling him Fat Boy. Like he's <laughs> like, it's never been his nickname ever, but you just think it is. And you're like, Fat Boy. <laughs> That's what Sonia called you. So maybe that's why he hates me. Um, But he just glared at me. I'm like, oh my God. So back to the Sonia show. Yes. Sorry. This is only an hour. So we got to the, the rap break. We did the tin, the grinder bit. Mm -hmm. And then what? Uh, So this, I think that was about it. Was there um, ever a Q&A? Did she reveal stories oh, about oh New York? Oh, God, that is, that is, that was the other thing, and I didn't write it down. So I do have the Q&A. And the, oh, Sonia Morgan started it out with, does anyone know who my daughter Quincy is? Is Qu- and, was Quincy there? Mm, she oh. was not, but she was just saying how well her daughter is doing. And this is a quote. I wouldn't have to do reality TV if her father was paying the bills. Wow. That's crazy. That's dark. I feel like the father has to be paying for Quincy at least. I just feel like maybe he's not paying for Sonia, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I do my banking at Chase. Like they, he better be paying for you should so call and speak to a representative about this. <laughs> I'm call yeah, my I, I'm really I rethinking words. banking with you guys if this is <laughs> if this is true. Um, so she does a QA. Uh so this is this in between like acts or is this like how the show ends where it's like a QA it, it, and then good night? Mm-hmm, that's how it ended. And there were some, you know, of course, shady questions. Every Sonia especially is feeling loose. She, I know she did say, I'm drunk. Oh, yeah. Was she drinking the whole time? Did you see her have a drink the whole show? I, I honestly wasn't, I didn't see that, but it's, I just wasn't paying attention to okay. uh, that part. But um, there were some audience questions and one of them was something about Jen Shaw. Oh, and wow. She said, Who's Jen Shaw? <laughs> exactly. I truly believe that she probably doesn't know who Jen Shaw is. Yeah, no, I, I, I could totally see that. And then there were a couple questions about Luann, but I'm, you know, I don't want to say anything. Wait, why? I don't want to get her. I don't want to be. All right. Wait, this is a show. It's probably got tweeted. Okay. So um, one of the questions was something about Luann being jealous. And uh, she said something along the lines of, Luann is jealous of everyone that has a pulse. Or I I see, don't quote me on that because it was something like that. But then there there was a Mary Fuck Kill question. And I don't remember the other people. Uh, I think it was Ramona, someone in Luann and Ramona, Bethany, and Luann. She's like, oh, I'd fuck Luann because she's a whore. I love Luann. <laughs> and then the show ended. <laughs> then the show ended. Did she come out for a curtain call? How many, how many, was there a standing ovation? What, what kind oh, of? There, yes, there was a standing ovation. Um, did she come out for a curtain call? I don't have the answer to that. But um, there was definitely a standing ovation. And then the meet and greet was after that and so amazing we left um and you at this point you were like i'm not going to pay for the meet and greet upgrade 
Stop. Yeah, I didn't even. There, there were there was a really long line needed. too. Yeah, it was like everyone got the meet and greet, and I asked how it was, and they said it it was good, it was fine. But you no, know, no, no big stories came out of the meet and greet supposedly. Now, no, not that I know of. Well, how is Sonia's singing voice? Was it like wow? I, she's really she can pack up. She didn't really sing. Okay, it so was, she's just like dancing around and like yes, yes, put the it in MC- my butt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so the MCs were really good, and there was an awesome piano player. And it, it was Billy have... Joel, by the way. It was Billy Joel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It was Sonia. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, yeah, so there was no singing from her that I can think of, but uh, which is good. I think that's that's probably for the best. Did Sonia talk about her love life? What's going on? Anything? Was there any um, questions asked about that? She did. There were, and there was something about her not needing a strap on if her ex had a better dick, or Damn. something like that. Is this the um, JP guy again? Or is I this, think is this, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You're that not giving your money, and you need a strap on. My God. Yeah, it's something like that. Something I was like, whoa. <laughs> Anything about the townhouse? Yes, something about the townhouse. Um, she loves the townhouse. She's never yeah, getting rid of the townhouse. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't think we she's know. ever going to get her price for the townhouse. <laughs> so uh, out of 10, like, you know, like, or five stars or out of 10 or whatever, what would you rate the show? And what would you rate your experience at the show? Because those can be two different things. The show tens, itself. Tens across the board. Tens across the board. Because, yeah, I've seen Luann a couple of times live, and it's like the experience is a straight 10. Like, it's just mm-hmm. like, wow. The show I've seen, you know, like I could see where there could be some room for improvement. And I think I'm going to go see Luann again when she's in Los Angeles, which will just the fact that I'm seeing her more than some of my favorite bands is wild. <laughs> would you so your your mom was the same way. Your mom was like, that's art. I love this. I I she might have you know, maybe given it like an eight. She's a little bit yeah. more cultured. Sure. Uh, but I mean, experience. How do, how do you, the only, uh, no, this isn't anything about the show. We just didn't really get a server, which. Oh, so, wait, so you, we're now commenting on the people that work at the facility. So the experience. <laughs> no, 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 scratch that, scratch that. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they could have used, by the way, it doesn't seem like you needed to be served more. I felt <laughs> no, like they came no. by, by the way, I, the manager might have said, hey, just go slow down on that table. <laughs> uh, I sound crazy right now. I was just so excited. The question that I really always loved at, and this is what I think about immediately when I go to a show, which is sad, is like, was there a merch table? There was a merch table, <gasps> oh, but the t-shirts were like $32. That's so it. what I wow. did was I got the, uh, I, of course, and also, of course, it was the first the tour i'm like do you have any sale and he said no so what i said you asked if they had a sale i did <laughs> like you love old navy i love old yeah, navy i love have. sale and so i couldn't i couldn't spend 32 dollars on a t-shirt so i uh i got his instagram name and i'll have to find it but i said i'm gonna contact you at the end of the tours to see what kind of discounts you have going that's great, but do that for me too, because I would like to have a Sonia discounted shirt as well. Yes, yes, I will have to figure out this. Well, guy what did the me- shirts look like? What I mean, was there just one? Was there a couple? Um, there were a couple different designs. Wow. Yes, and there were a couple quotes. Uh, I'm trying to, yeah. Mm. 
Was there uh, any action figures or anything like that? Was there? You know, there weren't any action figures. Uh, but I, I, once I find his Instagram, I'll, I have some notes for him that I can some ideas <laughs> for next time. <laughs> you really? By the way, I really am like when I go out, I don't. I actually purposely don't. I mean, I just don't meet people. You seem like you met everybody at the facility and had a conversation <laughs> with everyone there. Like you really genuinely like, yes, I've got his Instagram. I got that. I got that. Like I don't talk to anybody when I go out. <laughs> That's I, You know, I really just was having a really fun time. Yeah, <laughs> time of your life. What was the, uh, what was your drink of choice that night? Um, vodka soda. Nice. What was that was, mom's? I think, vodka soda. Psst, I think that color. was our downfall. Although, okay. I also blame it on the fact that when we, but we went to eat beforehand and we split a turkey burger. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, half of a turkey burger is not a super great base for the Sony yeah, Morgan. Told you that. Yeah. That's, so but that's fun. a good word of the day. By the way, for anybody thinking about going to see the Sony Morgan show, this is kind of a good, helpful, that's like a tip is don't eat a turkey burger, bro. Like get something more substantial if you go to a Sony Morgan show. Yeah. No, for sure. Like that. Yeah. Um, so it seems like uh, you actually genuinely liked this and you weren't like judging it like I might have been of like this is hysterical you seem like you might have been really captivated by the show I I was I was expecting to be judging it as you said harshly I am not kidding you like it was so good that's awesome I love that we were entertained the entire time. The only, I mean, and I don't want to hate on the comedian. I just think it was like a weird match for the show, but everything else was so good and it was quick and it was fast and it held people's attention. And, and they knew like we're in out like in our tops, yeah. which is probably good. Cause any, any longer, I think it would have actually gotten way too unruly, but yeah, it was great. Luann, I think Luann's is like three hours long. No, I'm just, no, it's like an hour and a half. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay. So that was great. I cannot, you, you killed it with the boots on the ground. You need to be <laughs> the so bad is good correspondent for all events, uh, housewives related coming up in Indianapolis. Uh, but the other, so I guess just real quick about you, what are your favorite Bravo shows? Oh, that's such a good question. Oh, so I love, you know, I love almost all of them and it, it depends on the season. So, um, New York used to be my favorite. But yeah. it just, you know, kind of fell off. I love, love like the first couple seasons of Atlanta. Yeah. Um, at, like, oh my God, season, the second season of Atlanta is like, wh- and I'm so bad at remembering which seasons, but the whichever the one, I think Candy came on season two, right? Mm-hmm. And Was it Candy- the song, the tour with Nene oh and, my uh, God. Yeah. and Cam- Kim. That was. I mean, that will forever just be the greatest thing ever. Um, and you early- guys, these are all on. I think they moved them all to Peacock from Hulu this week. So yes. you can watch like full seasons without commercials if you have Peacock and just go straight through it. It's it's a you can really see the difference from where they started to where they are now. Oh, and you'll love this. So my name's Laura Lee. And you know how in like, what was it? Vanderpump season Rules. one of Vanderpump Rules. So my dog is actually named Jax. Because of Jax Taylor? Because of, because I just thought it would be a funny niche thing that I only I would understand or a few Bravo people would understand, like me being Laura Lee and naming a dog Jax. I just thought that would be hilarious. And now... Has, has anybody caught on to that? Has anybody... Have you uh, ever no. Met, like, 
I'm going to call the ASPCA. That doesn't sound like it's a good uh, thing for animals. I, I um, <laughs> by the, that is wild. I love, and I would love, yeah, <laughs> that cracks me up. So wait, oh so and what do you, what do you do? What do you, what's your job? So um, I work for an accounting firm and I am in it, market intelligence. So basically it's so boring. Uh, but <laughs> help uh, inform strategic decisions for our business leaders. I need a better pitch, a better elevator. Who's pitch. our business leaders? Like business leaders of the world, or like business? Oh no, no, for our company, like oh, the CEO and the C-suite. And do you feel like you're doing good giving them strategic uh, opinions? I, I, mean, I hope so. Uh, they're starting to listen to us more. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the uh, what's the dating scene like out of there in Indianapolis? Where are we at? Are you married? So Are you dead? I, my boyfriend and I have been together since like 2014, 2013. So um, we're talking, yeah, I think it's I'm, 2022 right now. And if I do the I math, just, 2022, 2022, it's like, what is it, like six or eight years? Like that's, you guys have been together? We, I mean, we bought our house actually today. We you signed on our house five years ago today. You signed on a house five years ago today and you're not, uh, by the way, that's amazing. That's, uh, by the way, that's just, uh, more than I have. That's amazing. Holy crap. But I you, get so anxious and like the idea of a wedding terrifies me. So then you watch summer I, house this season. I have, you see I what have. they did to Kyle. It, they had a really rough season. Well, I'd like to think we'd be better. Oh my God. Logan and I, so Logan's my boyfriend. We were watching it and he could not believe that they went through with it. Like, yeah, that can't, that can't oh like God. really inspire Logan to like, pop the question after watching that season we gotta you do you ever wait how does logan do with putting up with your bravo habits he watches every single show with me that's awesome does he does he is he cool and does he be like i like these shows or is he like i do it for you oh no he well he like will (laughs) he's except oc because we used to love oc and then this season he's like i i he hates Noella so much. Yeah. He's like, I good man, good man. Cannot watch this anymore. So that's the only one he doesn't watch. But um, he anytime anyone makes fun of it, he'll say, "No, oh, they're actually like pretty good See? shows." All right, I like <laughs> this guy. I like this. Have you ever had a Bravo fight? Have you ever uh, some stupid Bravo argument that it, that went too far with you guys? Oh, oh, not between us. But the only time I've ever actually been in a fight online was with Jim Edmonds. Oh, Jim Edmonds, you guys, of course, is the ex-husband of Megan King Edmonds from Real Housewives of Orange County, the candle makers. Yes. And so the only thing I commented, so remember when she did that weird ass photo shoot where she Yeah, because like, by the way, Laura, I know you from Twitter too. And I think you really <laughs> get into it with people on Twitter. I, now that it's like coming back to me, because I think I remember, like I've, I've tweeted with you before. Yeah. Yes. But she did this weird ass Beyonce inspired photo shoot. And all I said is, bitch, you're not Beyonce. Because I just was like, come on. Like, really? Really? And Jim Edmonds had a, he, I've never once like had some, cause I don't even think that was that mean of a thing. How it how was, long ago was this? Uh, whenever she was pregnant with the twins. So okay, I was like, Jim Edmonds stood up for Megan after the divorce. That would be like sliding into my DMs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. And I was like, wow, that is the first time that someone's ever like been this me I don't even remember what he said and I wish I had a screenshot of it but I was like in shock and then he blocked me and that's the only person that's blocked me wait Jax hasn't blocked you no he hasn't um I don't think 
No, but I really don't ever say mean things that often. Except for that Beyonce thing. That was the. Except the I don't even think that was that mean. She was kind of appropriating Beyonce's. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, you got it. Um, is there any other Bravo encounters you've had with a Bravo celebrity, even not on Twitter? That's a good. I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't think so. Um, no. No. Okay. Cool. Well, that means you <laughs> are bound to have them in the future. <laughs> Hopefully, you and Logan can come to LA. We can all go to Tom Tom, and and uh, you can tell somebody there that they're not Beyonce, or let Schwartz know your thoughts about him. Uh, but Laura, where can we find you? Or I don't know if you want to be hidden online or or anything like that. But uh, where where can we find you? Yes. Um. Sure. My uh, Instagram is at Laura Rummel. And my Twitter is at Rumskis, R-U-M-M-S-K-I-I-I-S. <laughs> okay, I, okay, I-I-I-S. Okay, we'll put that all on the show description, you guys, as well. Uh, but Laura, thank you so much for doing this. This really was, I love stuff like this. So I felt like I was there. I felt like I was tipsy. I felt <laughs> like I was having the time of my life. Uh, and thank you to your mom as well. Um, I really, next time she needs to come on with you, and need to get it from both perspectives. Definitely, definitely. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank, but with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a Rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, 
Join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Now is the part of the show that's my favorite. We get to talk about our sponsor. This week we have a returning sponsor. It is our friends over at Splendid Spoon. Um, you guys know how busy our days get. I am kind of, uh, go, go, go from the time I get up till when I go to sleep at night, when I'm looking at the daily mail on my phone, (laughs) it just, it can be so time consuming, uh, to, to take care of yourself, but also to cook, to make sure you are fed every single day. Uh, and we all know that we are what we eat, but it can be tough to make time for the shopping, the meal planning, the prepping, the cooking, even when I read that sentence, I start getting scared and I feel like I, I'm not going to have enough time to do any of that. So why not get straight to the good part with great meals that require no prep whatsoever? And just to remind you, the good part is the eating of the food. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant-based meals. That's very important, guys. Plant-based meals and snacks right to your door. It's ready-to-eat food designed to fit into your busy schedule instead of taking time out of it. Uh, I personally endorse this. They sent me this whole box of goodies. It was like a delicious Christmas morning because they sent me like these smoothies, these soups, these rice bowls, and it was all delicious. Uh, the smoothies, I felt like I was almost uh, they, they like almost dessert-like. It was so good. Uh, and it fit into my daily routine so easily because you'd be like, oh, I'm going to take this health shot or I'm going to take this smoothie. Oh, for light, uh, for lunch, I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to have the rice bowl. And you would just put it into the microwave and it was done in five minutes or less than, and it was delicious. Saved me plenty of time so I could get right back to recording more podcasts. Um, the smoothie, they had like this green smoothie with, I believe there was like banana. There was like a little bit of um, a heat to it. It was so good. There was this rice bowl that I made that uh, it tasted, didn't taste plant-based. Like I'm not vegan, but it almost was one of those things where I was like, oh, I could be vegan if I had stuff like this every day. Uh, and I was just surprised at how tasty and and really just great all of it was. Uh, and I felt good because then I could say I was eating plant-based. <laughs> so uh, Splendid Spoon takes the work out of eating healthy. These meals are shipped right to your door, ready to eat. You'll only lift a finger, like I said, to press start on your microwave. It fits into any schedule, and there's a meal plan for everyone that you can totally check out online. Every meal plan, customizable, so you can get what you want every time. They make clean, delicious food made with real ingredients and spices. Every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free. Always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. So enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan-favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles, or take your taste buds on a journey. I love taking my taste buds on a journey. What about you guys? With exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup, which I had and is amazing. They've got plenty of smoothies, grain bowls, and soup bowls, and noodle bowls for you to discover. And with over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu, there are always new dishes to try. Plus, eating plant-based food can come with 
a wealth of benefits like improved energy, sleep, digestion, and complexion. So try Splendid Spoon today and take meal planning off your plate. Just go to splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for, get this, $50 off your first box. It's 50 whole dollars off your first box when you subscribe to the breakfast, lunch, and reset plan or the breakfast, lunch, dinner, and reset plan. So once again, that is splendidspoon.com forward slash so bad for $50 off. And I'll also put this in the show description if you guys forget, okay? And now back for the remainder of our show. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Okay, wasn't that good? Oh, I loved uh I loved talking to Laura. I need to get her mom on. That's she's not she seems potentially equally as interesting. Uh there's a whole scene going on over there. So thank you so much for those boots on the ground. I think we really enjoyed that. And now moving on to Summer House, the uh the the reunion, part one. We have one more part of this thing. And I'm gonna go over some thoughts that I didn't hit in this uh initial reaction with Sophie, where I think we're just both yelling because we were very frustrated. And if you guys, uh, you guys probably know why it's just page, but like I always say, two things can be true at once. Right. But it's hard, man. Page made it hard last night for me to really empathize with her. Uh, I went back and watched it and just even her facial reactions. It just reminded me, and this is probably why I have a bad, um, taste for like, I, like I've always said on this, I, I, I've always thought Paige is funny. I think she gives a great soundbite. I think she's very pretty. I think, um, I think she knows what she's doing in terms of, um, the camera, uh, all of those things. And I think she's, she'll be around for a long time. I don't think she's going anywhere. In fact, I would, if anything, I think there, and I talk about this idea with Sophie is there's a power grab happening. I think Paige went in there wanting to wreck things. And I think she, I think she did wreck things in a lot of ways, but I don't know in what if it would really help her. But I do worry though. I do worry because I think there is an age difference that is being highlighted more and more where, which by the way, I think Sierra's 30, right? But Paige, I'm oh, sorry, Sierra's 25, Paige is 30. And you have Maya, the new girl who I believe is like 26 or something like that as well. So you do have the younger and the older. Now, this gets brought up as an idea in this with 
Paige saying like Lindsay, you were da 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 da. You were not welcoming, and that's why all the young, the people, new new girls gravitate towards me. No, I think the new girls gravitate towards you, Paige, because you're younger. You are at that age, and yeah, like I, I'm sure I was trying to think of it in my own life, or even relate to it in some sort of way. Of it takes a while to form friendships when you get older. It does, and. There might be that thing where people put something on people like Danielle and Lindsay because Lindsay can't. Lindsay is totally intense. Like, I've never said she is not intense, but I've also not thought she was not. Like, I've seen those girls ignore Lindsay on previous seasons. If you guys have watched the show from the beginning, that's what happened because I've said before that, like, I was glad Danielle was on because if not, no girls seemed like they would talk to Lindsay. Like, even Amanda, I don't think, really likes Lindsay that much. And she was even, and by the way, it's so weird. Like, I really like Amanda, but she kind of was a non-factor in this episode. Uh, she only had a few comments, and I think she really is in that kind of Paige uh, hive. And that's, it's interesting. On Twitter, everybody was coming out against Paige. Now, on Instagram, it was a little more even in the fact I had posted something poking fun at Paige laying down because I always think that's fun to laugh at. And uh, by the way, I lay down all the time. I'm sitting down right now. It's where we both do our best work. But I think it's – I think it's – it's – it's weird because I think there's a type of girl that likes the page stuff that almost sees themselves in page. Like, you know, whether it be, yeah, I like to lay in my bed and, and read stuff or, but page came off and her faces came off like, like a, like a, an entitled brat at some time at, at certain points. Like, I don't like this. No, 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 no. Even when Carl did that bit of like, yo, I had a great fucking summer. You know, I was sober and all this. And she's like, how dare you turn that around on me? That's just rude. And I was just like, Oh, I'm sorry. Did that not go according to your plan? I've never come for Carl. And he just said that about me. And I was boom. And I was like, girl, you, I've seen you trash talk. So I know, I know you know what it is. Like literally Carl did not come that hard for her at all. And I know she can take it, but I just don't think she counted on it. So I think if you like Paige, you also have to say, yeah, but dude, Come on. She comes off like a spoiled brat sometimes. Very entitled. And I can still say she's funny, pretty, all of that stuff at the same time. I can say that. Like, I don't think she's going anywhere. I'm not asking for her to be fired. I'm not asking for this. But I do think the dynamics will have to be studied. And what scares me is that I feel like Lindsay and Danielle and Carl, those are the people that are going to end up losing. I think Kyle and Amanda are supposedly that middle-of-the-road thing. Now, Sophie in this interview says, well, there is no summer house for her without Kyle, Lindsay, and Carl. Now, for me, I mean, I've seen this show go through massive changes. If you've watched from the very beginning, remember the work is Trent twins? Remember Steven? Remember, you know, we've had cast changes. Of course, it would break my heart, but at the same time, it's an interesting conversation to be had about um, not just longevity, but how long are you supposed to be on these shows? How long? How, like, you know, talking about Vanderpump Valley and watching these people, did we want to watch them raise their kids? There is that conversation to be had. Now, I would hope that when the time comes, it would be a nice send off. And especially, but it just doesn't seem like after watching last night that they like each other at all. Like, it just doesn't seem that. And it's really bummed, out, bummed me out because I was even describing, if you've listened to these recaps, that. 
Paige and Lindsay had this really amazing moment at the the prom where they were both very nice to each other, where I was like, good, that's what I like. I like when people get along. I, I, I like fights, sure, don't get me wrong, but I like making up even better. I like that. That makes me feel good, too. So uh, since then, people were like, well, something must have happened in Winterhouse, right? The new season of Winterhouse. And that's probably why Paige came in was such a puss on her face and was so angry at Liz- Lindsay where she couldn't even she couldn't even face her. Why, why am I sitting next to her on this couch? Ah, Annie, why? Um, and Lindsay, in an Instagram comment, like Lindsay faced this head on on Instagram. Uh, she just said, hey. Uh, no, not that I know of. I thought we actually had a really good time. I thought left being friends, or at least she was to my face. And that is a big takeaway for me with Paige is I think she truly is one of those people, one of those girls that talks behind people's back and shit talks. And, and by the way, listen, a lot of you guys out there might be the same way. Listen, I, I am that way sometimes. I hate to admit it, but I think Paige really relishes in that. But I think the difference is Paige will be nice to somebody's face and act like they are friends when this is the real page, what we're seeing. And I do feel like it's egged on a little bit by Craig, but I also want to say that Paige has been this way from the beginning. Um, and, and, and I think she's really good at it. She's really charming, all of that stuff. I, you know, like I, I can, I can recognize how much Paige is liked. I'm not idiotic in that sense. I just think this was kind of taking it to a level where I thought it was gross. It was unexpected. It wasn't that exciting. It was just unexpected where I was like, oh, that's kind of gross. And especially when you truly do nothing in the house. And now the reunion starts off as anything. It's, you know, the guys are friendly. The girls are getting made up. And he sits everybody down, you know, everybody gets going. And one of the first questions is, you know, do Paige and Sierra do anything in the house? And Paige right out of the gate goes, I, I've helped set up for every party and I've helped tear down every party. And Sierra's like, I'm not keeping score, but I feel like I have too. And there's no pushback. I mean, Carl goes, uh, I don't think so. Like everybody's faces were kind of like, no, but there was no, like, I don't know if they edited that out. I feel like sometimes it suffers when we don't get to actually have any conversation. It's they're so worried about it being quick and on top of each other that we don't ever get any answers because this was an easy one. It was like, yo, you have not, or I don't know if like lifting a, like, you know, maybe putting some toilet and toilet paper in the downstairs bathroom is something, you know, come on. Like you, you didn't do much because it was a recurring bit. And if it's not going to be called out on then like, oh, okay. So Paige says she has. And so it's all good. Now everybody else in the house is saying it's not like, I mean, these are little things in the whole scheme of it all. But at the same time, these are basic house rules that, you know, this is what we, this is what we've argued about for many summers. And we still see them all the time. First one's in bed. First one's out of bed. Your last one's out of bed. So I just kind of get got frustrated in, in, in that sense of we're not getting answers, which I was kind of uh, uh, bummed about. We get some uh, jokes about Kyle having a hard boner when Lindsay talks about her lesbian story from earlier this season. Uh, Sierra's really starting to like it as a New Yorker. Now, this is now this is psychotic, you guys. We should be doing a whole hour on this. Is that uh, Sierra said her favorite bagel, New York bagel, is an everything bagel scooped out with jalapeno cream cheese. I, I'm going to offend potentially a lot of people, maybe everybody. If you scoop out your bagel, you're psychotic. That is the good part of the bagel. And if you're trying to watch your weight, don't have the bagel in the first place. You know, why would you ever do? Why would you? You're, why would you ever 
annihilate your bagel like that. Think about the poor bagel's feelings. Think about the bagel like a Pixar film. It's a cartoon character. The bagel wants it to be a full bagel. It does not want a hollowed out bagel. Bagel, come on. Um, so, uh, yeah, we get some Danielle. Hi, hello. How are you? Maya, Andrea, and Alex, the first re- reunion. Andrea manages to keep his sweetness the entire hour. He's just that way. Alex has a good line, which we talk about in terms of the uh, Austin debacle, which I thought was great. I'm so glad he had that. And it was such a powerful line that even Andy laughed where I was like, did you just earn at least a friend of role next season? Like, I just felt like it was really good. Luke... I just don't like Luke with a shaved face. I just got to say it. It looks, he looks like a little Charlie McCarthy doll, like one of those little dolls you put on, you know, like the, the puppet dolls, you know, it just looks like he has too much rouge on. And I'm just like, he's, I know he's still good looking with it, but I like, I like a bearded Luke. I do. And maybe that's just cause I have a beard or at least try to have a beard. And I just, <laughs> it just, I don't Luke's weird. Luke doesn't do a lot. Luke doesn't do a lot. Andy sets him up with a, uh, are you tapping anything other than maple syrup? And he's like, yeah, Andy, I am tapping a lot of other things, which I, you know, obviously was a sex bit, but I just, it's just weird. Also, we get information that Luke actually went out to dinner with Sierra and that they are on the road to recovery, which is good. I mean, that's how the, that's how you got to make sure you're at least on speaking terms with these people. You got to repair relationships. And I think the onus on this, and it'll never happen because I think Paige is such a stubborn person, is that you do need to reach out and say, yo, I did not like how things ended with us. We're on a show together. Let's try to mend this at least where we can work with each other. But I think in my head, my theory is Paige is gunning to get them off the show. Like, I really, truly believe that. In her heart of hearts, I truly believe in her head, that's what she thinks needs to happen. And I think she thinks she needs to be the leader of the girls. And it's going to be, we're going to get to that age range, which is fine. Listen, if you're, you know, maybe that's, you know, like, listen, you, Lindsay, I don't, I don't feel like I get along with you. I want you gone. You know, like I, and now Carl's an enemy to her too, but instead of apologizing and maybe what I would hope is she saw this back last night and maybe even read a little bit of the reaction there and said, yo, yeah, I came off like an asshole. I'll tell you why. And also, I'm sorry. It wasn't my best day. And who knows what happens in the second part of the reunion? Uh, And who knows how big or like, you know, if Craig has really pumped her head up of like, yeah, give it to him, you know, because I truly believe Craig and Paige are more invested in this Bravo stuff than all of them combined and that's not good or bad it's just i truly believe they really want this whatever this is um so we get into uh we saw we see a thing where andy comes into the house we talk about that with sophie um you know pays i'm just kind of going through the notes here thinking of things that i didn't actually talk about with sophie um they do say that Paige did not share any of her relationships over her seasons until now. And that is sort of true because remember the boyfriend she had before Craig and he, he came for like a couple of the parties, but it was never focused on. And it was very, you know, it was like, he was all of a sudden gone and we didn't really know him. So we didn't care. Um, and I think that's a really calculated move, but that's all about sharing your life. Lindsay has a line in this about, I've always shared all of my relationships on this show, good or bad. And you'll hear that from a lot of reality people about the people that are brave enough to really show their lives because it helps the show out a great deal. 
Um, and Lindsay is one, like it, it, like her or don't. Cause I see a lot of people that have said some really nasty things about Lindsay. I personally love her, uh, but I also understand she's intense, but she definitely has shared. And we've seen Carl share a lot of personal things. Paige has always been a commenter on Paige is like that, like show best week ever where, you know, you commented on the funny thing happening. That's what Paige does. She's great color commentary. Paige being a driving force of any of the action, unless it's her just being snotty, it doesn't really work because Paige just doesn't, um, Paige just doesn't live her life that openly, which is not a judgment on Paige. It's just what she seems like she does. She, you know, in fact, the Andrea Craig thing, it was very new and it was very refreshing to see because it got, you kind of started to get a little bit more of who Paige is or how she is in a relationship. Or even like, I, I still don't understand fully how the, the Craig stuff came to be. Like I understood the Andrea stuff. I saw the attraction there, but it was interesting. I, I want Paige to share as much as possible. Um, uh, Amanda and Kyle, like I said, this whole time, they kind of seem like next week is going to be the week we get into everything about that. Um, also just, we hit on this, but it's just the page. Another one of the gross things was that she, she brings up Lindsay's miscarriage. In fact, that like Luke, Luke didn't have a miscarriage. It's like, no shit. Luke didn't have a miscarriage page, but also we can't weaponize what happens in women's bodies against them. And, and especially when we're having conversations about different things, it's horribly unfair for so many reasons. And I don't think I have to explain to an audience that is primarily female, why that is just wrong. Even if you love Paige, even if you stand so hard for Googly squad and her and Hannah and all that stuff, you got to realize that's not cool. That's not a good look. That's not what we want to do as a community or if you're a woman to a fellow woman or as a man to a woman. You know, these are really, really painful, more real things than Paige has ever shared on this show up to this point. And you just pray to God that, that Paige doesn't ever have to go through anything like that and that it never has to wind up on a show because, you know, it probably wouldn't if it ever happened to Paige. It would have been kept quiet. So I don't like when those kind of things are weaponized. It's a personal opinion, but I hope it's shared by a lot of people. The Austin thing continues to be weird. It just, he, he should have been there, period. You know, it's another thing. It's another mistake. I feel like if Austin had been there, these two girls hash it out in front of him. I think they would actually get a lot farther than this bullshit that's been happening where it's talked without Austin there and Austin gets to talk to these women separately and still hook up with them. It's just, it's just weird. But also uh, back to Paige, Paige just thinks like Lindsay in so many words. I mean, I'm just going to, she, I think Paige thinks Lindsay's a whore. I mean, I'm just going to say it like that. It's just like, there really is a very sex negative vibe about Paige. And listen, I'm like, I'm, I'm so weirdly Catholic about sex and I blush and all of this stuff, even though I talk really dirty, I blush so much, you know, like I'm nowhere near as sexual in any capacity as somebody like Lindsay is, but I don't judge her for that. I realize, well, good for her, you know, good to have that explore and all that stuff. It's, it's not, I don't think that's me, but I don't judge somebody for that. And Paige just comes from that like high school judgment, bully bullshit that I've experienced a lot of in my life. And I just don't, I don't like that. Uh, Carl's at 15 months sobriety, which is amazing. Um, I felt at this point, they should have given Alex like a question of like, what, you know, what's your favorite protein powder or something like, like, how do you like to cook your ground Turkey? We should have thrown him a bone there. Uh, a lot of the newbies, they were just there. They didn't really throw in a lot. This was really a hour of Lindsay Carl page, uh, with Kyle throwing in 
a little bit and Sierra throwing in a lot. But Sierra, to me, she's 25. I keep using that as an excuse, but she seems kind of like a puppet of Paige's that is still trying to find out her voice, but her voice is so eerily similar to Paige's because that seems like the person that's in her ear. And listen, I would love to tell you in 10 years, she is going to be so, Sierra is going to be so different, so smart, so witty. Um, and maybe if, if she continues to be on these shows, maybe it'll push her to be more like that. But at the end of the day, to me, and I think that's maybe why there's just a – I don't know her personally. From this show and from what I gather from all these clues from this show is there seems to be a blandness, like a beautiful blandness about Sierra. And that's why I think somebody like Austin was able to get in there because – He's the alternative guy in a way. He's the guy that probably has read a couple books and like talks in like funny quotations. And it's like exciting because it's not something she's used to. And like, you know what I'm saying? But that all is a part of growing up. So I want to like Sierra, but every time it's just like, I don't know. It, it, it's just the boring fight between Lindsay and Sierra and who apologized to who. Like, we actually saw Lindsay apologize to Sierra, which we get brought up again for the Austin stuff. But Sierra's going, well, you know, at the Winter House, I asked, you know, if I should leave it alone. And, you know, so it's the same because I was told no. And it's like, Sierra, it's not the same because you asked Austin. You didn't ask Lindsay if it was okay to go for Austin. You asked Austin if he wanted to go for Lindsay. Do you guys see the difference? It's completely different. You know, Sierra's upset because Lindsay didn't go to Sierra and say, yo, is it all right if I mess around with Austin? But it's like Sierra's like, I did that. And it's like, no, you went to Austin. You didn't go to Lindsay. It doesn't work the same way. I, there's like a huge difference there. Um, uh, we find out Carl has a seven-inch hard penis. Uh, not during the show, but they do a clip of that where he said it on the party bus. So good good for, good for him. Uh, Andy always looks like he, you know... I love Andy watching younger people. He's used to watching like older housewives. So I, 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 I think he gets kind of titillated in a weird way. Uh, Maya, the cookie business we talk about with Sophie. Um, you know, the, the Sierra Danielle conversation gets pretty intense too, because Sierra never reached out uh, to Danielle. Once the glass, she found out that she did throw a glass and that's a big deal. And you know, we find out that Danielle really is, has been holding this against her and actually uses the word I've grown to hate you because of this. And Sierra goes, well, I just don't think my text would have been received well. And it's like, but you didn't even try. And it's the same thing. That's why I know Paige won't apologize at all because that's how it seems like people like that operate. You know, they're thinking more about themselves than other people. So they're not willing to say the hard things or make the hard calls. And listen, I've been there myself. I get it. But in this case, I don't think it serves Sierra uh, any purpose. Um, but it just seems really immovable, all these relationships where I don't see Paige and Sierra really ever understanding Lindsay and Danielle. But I will say you want somebody like Danielle in your corner, like the way she provided Lindsay friendship through all of this has been really amazing. And I curious Paige, I don't believe provides that same support to Sierra. You know, Paige says stuff like you better get down there and kick her ass. You better get down there and let the Italian come out of you. And it's just it's like, OK, uh, I just it's not my thing. Um, also, Sierra said, oh, well, you know, you know. Austin sleeping in your bed would be like me sleeping in Shep's bed from Southern Charm, which I, I'm sure Shep loved the name drop. 
Uh, Paige also says horribly snarky lines like, you should get back into PR, Lindsay, because you are good at spinning shit. And it's like, yo, takes one to no one. Paige is one of the best spinners of shit. Like, I mean, honestly, like, Lindsay, totally, I, I totally see, because at the end of the day, I'm going to be honest with you, too. Lindsay, yeah, man, that whole Austin situation, pretty shitty. Like, women are shitty to each other. She did not care. Like, she was like... Sierra's going to pussyfoot around this Austin relationship. Austin, we talk every day. I want to I want to hook up with him now. Why should I give a shit? And yeah, like there is that apology owed, which I think she was giving her in the long run. And I think in retrospect, she'll see. And I think Carl will be able to point out that it wasn't awesome. You know, it wasn't even if Austin was the one egging Lindsay on, which he was, he was egging both of them on. At the end of the day, you've got to learn to be less selfish. And Lindsay was selfish in that moment. I can I can admit to all of that. Uh, Kyle has a mullet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the he asks Alex about Sierra's kissing. Andy does. He's like. It's good. I don't know. It didn't really, nothing really kind of landed in, in terms of any of this. I'm very curious what next episode will be, how it'll wrap up. And the Kyle and Amanda stuff was so dark, but in the preview, it doesn't look like we get that intense. So maybe this was the one that, maybe this was the episode that had the most intense stuff in it, which would be weird. I do know one question gets asked next week, which I'm really curious about is why they're not liking Carl and Lindsay's photos uh, on Instagram, that they are not a liked uh, couple, which really, really bums me out. Um, and that's it, you guys. Let's go right into Sophie Ross, who is usually here with us on Monday, but she had airplane issues, and uh, it was a wild Sunday, but she is here with us now. So, ladies and gentlemen, Sophie Ross with the Summer House Reunion. You guys, we didn't have her yesterday, but I promised you, I promised you, we were like, oh, please, be. and I, yes, I said, yes, of course. She's a professional, so she is here today. Uh, just It's just Tuesday and not Monday, that's it. Of course, you have to check out her her own podcast called So True with Sophie Ross. Also her Substack. There's just too much going on in uh, Sophie land, not Maluma land, Sophie land to keep up with. Sophie Ross, welcome to the show on a Tuesday. Hi, I know. I was just explaining to Ryan that all the freaking flights are delayed or canceled lately. And my flight got delayed yesterday. And these airlines got to get it together. These airlines no, got to get insane. it together. And it costs you like six. I'm paying $600 or whatever it is. Like, you better not we're, cancel my freaking flight. We're eventually going back to like cart and buggies, I think. I think I airplanes prefer, are done I for. I prefer that. I would cart and buggy for 28 yeah. hours over having oh, of course. To, over having to fork over like a thousand dollars every time I want to fly somewhere anyway I've been a little <laughs> everyone in my life keeps bringing up like we're about to enter a recession the stock market is crashing and I'm like can you stop it wait is, like, is it wait is the stock market crashing this is where I this is where I get to laugh at everybody because I don't own shit so this doesn't affect me at all so there are a lot of people in my life, including my boyfriend, my dad, my. Oh, my yeah. They're all into money. That, that, <laughs> yes. I am kept abreast on how the stock market is doing. And I don't want to know. Don't tell me. Yeah. Like, I want to focus on summer house, not stock market. What are you talking yeah. about? So like, I know we're going to get into summer house, but like. No, 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 that, no. I meant, I meant, I meant like. Uh, that's the I want to I want to focus on Bravo twenty four seven. I know I don't, same. I, the fucking fact that people are out there smarter, worried about their life and their money that makes me so upset. 
Same, but I was just about to go and do like a little mini spiel, like the oh, gas please. prices, inflation, <laughs> Russia, Ukraine, all of these things are affecting the stock market and the economy and everyone keeps being very alarmist about it in my life. And I'm not going to be alarmist. I'm going to say we're going to be okay. And as long as summer house is on the air, I feel, I feel rich and wealthy. I got to tell you though. So the summer house reunion just aired and I, I want to agree with you, but I want to add a caveat in the sense that I wonder how many good summers they have left. And I don't mean the show, but I mean this iteration of the cast. There is something very disturbing taking place here that uh, I just watched it. So these are fresh takes. I don't know if these are the correct takes, but these are my takes. And remember, folks, you can have your own takes, but just know mostly my takes are right. Uh, But please feel free to have your own takes. Sophie's takes are right as well. Yeah. The disturbing thing, the thing that's upsetting me is that I feel there has there was a coordinated attack by led by Miss Paige Googly Squad DeSorbo. Huge Googly Squad. And she oh. there was some text thread or something going between her, Sierra, and this breaks my heart to say this. Miss Amanda Batula was part of this. Yeah, and Maya too. You know, it, and and I gotta tell you, four against two on the other side, you have. Danielle and Lindsay and poor Carl was trying to defend his woman and he was getting like berated by Paige. Like Dude, the, even, even Kyle at one point said, you know, take your boyfriend hat off Carl, which by the way, that is, I do want to make a boyfriend hat now because that would be just awesome to like put your boyfriend hat on. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just frustrating. Cause I just wonder, listen, I'm so livid. I do not know Paige DeSorbo personally, but she was an asshole. And I'm so, Craig, if you're listening, I, I'm not, she was an asshole at this reunion. An oh. asshole when she didn't have to be an asshole. And it really, really hit all my negative buttons for her. And the thing that pisses me off is that I think she's winning. No, I don't think she's winning because if you check Twitter, she is getting getting eaten alive okay, as, good. She, as she deserves. But yeah, she was absolutely, I'm going to mention two things. I'm going to yeah. mention the gaslighting that she was doing and also the miscarriage comment. So the gaslighting thing, she, um, uh, she literally painted this picture when she was being, you know, she was talking about the divide in the house and how it was the the old the OG cast and the newbies and they weren't accepting. It's like she is painting this narrative that like didn't happen. Like, yeah, guys, remember when Paige was on her first season? Her and Carl were making out in the closet. Remember the the food closet, the pantry. That was it. Yeah. Like every, Paige, like fit in pretty quickly. Like I think Paige was always the popular one between her and Hannah. Well, yeah, uh, and Lindsay was also very close with Hannah too. And then they all turned Hannah against Lindsay. Like she has always been kind of like the mean, the head of the mean girl clique. And they've never been nice to Lindsay. They've always kind of gaslit her in certain situations, like when they the psychic thing. So she was like literally gaslighting Lindsay, honestly, in my opinion. And that was disturbing. And then the the miscarriage comment. It's like, why are you weaponizing a woman's miscarriage against her? Like always throwing it around in arguments. Lindsay is the only person who can bring that up. Like it's what just, you're like, referring so to. I, I love that. So what you're referring to, Sophie, is that if you guys haven't watched yet, is that she does. She goes, Lindsay, you had just miscarried as the reason no, why you know she was? was sleeping with all these guys, too. Yeah. You know what it was? Because Lindsay was like, 
Luke is Luke is single. He's sleeping around. You guys aren't saying anything about him. And Paige goes, Luke didn't just have a miscarriage. And it's like, Luke will never have a miscarriage like that. It's so like misogynistic. It's so disgusting. And someone else pointed out on Twitter. I can't remember who it was. They were like, they were just waiting for something to like diagnose her with. Like they're always trying to like weaponize things about like, no wonder she doesn't want to be close to them at this point because they always weaponize things against See, That's her. what scares me. What you just said is that it's getting to a point where, and I felt this way about a couple different Bravo shows at times where you're like, I don't even like, it was like Vanderpump rules with like Jackson. Like, it's like, I don't even know if I think they should be around each other anymore, even forcibly. So because you get to the reunion and all of the actual truths come out where a lot of the cast just does not like each other and they've drawn up sides and now what are we like some multiverse of madness at the summer house where like, yeah. that's my side. And that's your, you know, like it, it, it's, we know that they now like completely hate each other. And that's really hard to watch. Like, I don't know why I'm so weird this way that I want everybody to get along. And I know that doesn't make for good TV, but I get frustrated when I see right and wrong pretty clearly. And listen, Lindsay is a very tough cookie. She is a lot of those things that people say she can be aggressive, all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, there is such a good soul that I think leaps off that screen. Whereas Paige comes off as the girls that bullied me in high school, the girl, yeah. you know, like, and, and by the way, Paige is so dangerous because she's attractive and she's funny, you guys. And she's good. She gives good talking head. She does. I'm, I'm not going to lie. She gives good talking head. But it's dangerous because I do not agree with her stance on anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Paige was just so, so bad at this reunion. And there is such a divide in the house that's like, it's clear the divide is Paige because she has always been this way on the show. She's always had her little click and she has never really given Lindsay or Danielle the time of day. So obviously, and I know some people say, well, Lindsay and Danielle can be clicky too. They're also just nice. Like you can approach them. You can like yeah, yeah, yeah. take you under her wing. Like she took Hannah under her wing. Like she like they're they're nice. Like I watch and like you said, it's like it doesn't make good drama if there if there isn't like a villain or whatever. But it's like it is clear that Paige sees this as just a job. These are her coworkers. When in reality, we want to watch the show because we want to watch a group of friends. We want to, yes, there's occasionally drama between friends, but we want to watch like them being drunk, drunken antics, like wild nights out, like even some confrontations. Paige hardly confronts anyone. She just lays in her bed and talks shit and gossips behind people's backs and talks shit in the talking heads, but she rarely confronts anyone. Like it's not good TV, honestly. And this season, I was kind of disappointed in this season. It's like, I, yeah, it's not sustainable right now. Like the divide in the house and the fact that Paige just treats it like, you know, these are her coworkers. She clearly yeah. hates them. Even when she was like, no one on this couch even likes me. And Lindsay was like, that's not true. Like I do <laughs> like you, but Paige well, is like, see, I don't give a fuck about these people. That's that's another thing that pissed me off. And they use this, by the way, they did too many flashbacks. You guys, it's like, I've already, I already know what we're, I've studied the material, Andy. I right. don't need you to remind me. And also, by the end, if you listen to the recaps of Summerhouse I did, you know, by the end, they would be like, previously on Summerhouse. And then they would take 10 minutes of the episode to show every scene that they had already filmed that season. But they showed tonight where Lindsay and Paige had this beautiful moment at the prom where Lindsay was like, I want what you and Carl have. And she was like, girl, we made and like Paige is fake as fuck to people's faces. That's and I oh, hate she, exactly. that behavior. Fake as fuck because you saw in that moment. Paige was like, "Girl, I love you so much," and she and Lindsay's like, "Maybe I'll move to Charleston because Austin." She's like, "Girl, let's do it. Don't threaten me with a good time." And she was like, 
taking in the compliment that Lindsay gave her and then acting all nicey nice when this is what it truly is, is that you fucking hate Lindsay, but you just won't do it to her face on camera unless it's a reunion. Exactly. It's so fake. She's so fake. All she does is talk shit and gossip and she never does it to people's faces. So yeah, like it's, it's lazy. It's bad TV. She's lazy. Like I'm just like, yeah, at the reunion, it's like, she was acting. I think it's like something to do with Craig where Craig like hates Lindsay. And so she like, you know, she wants to like impress Craig and like do a good job at the reunion, right? Because that's also how Craig kind of scorched earth at reunions too. Totally. But and they they even made fun of that in the beginning. Andy was like, because he was like, Oh, you know, how's Craig or something like that? Did, did Craig tell you how to behave at the reunion? It's and Paige said something like, Oh, it's always about Craig. And Andy says, Well, you don't want to take his advice about reunions because he's kind of a mess. But I will say, and I don't know if this he I was gonna ask you this. Does this make me I almost think this kind of makes me not a male chauvinist, but like, is it bad of me that I was like, Craig prepped Paige and that's why she was such no, an asshole I, instead I of Paige being thing. an asshole on her own? Like, I thought the same know? thing because it's like, where did this hatred of Lindsay come from? And we know that Craig has talked a whole bunch of shit about Paige. Like or she about, sat um, down Lindsay. and you could tell she was angry from yeah, she was moment like one. And her makeup was looking like she just had like this permanent frown on her face, like this pout, like. It was so insufferable. It was really giving me Hannah vibes from last year. Yeah. And a lot of Twitter things. So too, they're like, let's give her the Hannah treatment. Um, it's, The thing is too, and the thing that's funny, and we actually, this gets brought up at another point too, is that we find out this was a great piece of little information that I would have loved for it to have been expanded on was that we found out Austin didn't come that first weekend that Sierra was bummed because he talked to Carl and Carl said it would look thirsty for him to be on three shows, which is hysterical <laughs> because, true. because Craig has no problem being thirsty, which is kind of the behavior guys love yeah. him or hate him. That is the behavior when you want to be on three reality shows, Carl said that to Austin and that was the reason Austin didn't come. But then at some point Austin must've changed his mind because we saw his ass on a bunch of episodes of summer house. We saw him too much. What I thought was interesting was Maya's comment about how Austin said to her, he was like, your yeah. opinion means nothing. I deserve to be on the show more than you do. Like, oh my God. See, why is none of this being expanded on? Instead, we're focusing still like, it's, even the question was asked, like, why are why is it against you women instead of against Austin? And Sierra's like, uh, oh, well, I gave Austin an earful, which is like, Sierra, you can't even argue for shit. So you get it, him getting an earful for you is nothing. Austin can take your earful and like wrap it around and do tricks with it. We find out next episode that she slept with him after He's all of still this. still hooked up with him. Her giving him an earful would be like, Austin, it just I like, don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. Like I thought <laughs> if you were going to be kissing anyone, you'd be kissing me. I just wanted to kiss you and you just made me sad, Austin. I gave him an earful. Yeah, like, please. Yes, well, listen, she's only was, 25 years old. Which, she was but insufferable I'm, on the reunion also. Like, her and Paige were just so insufferable. Well, I feel like Sierra is now really fully enveloped into the minion role of Paige because she can be directed. She can take stage direction. Austin does it to her too. And by the way, she is only 25 or 26, but I'm tired of making that excuse for her as well because it's like, yeah, but still you really, we even see in the one scene that they brought up a page kind of ignited the flame when Sierra went down at uh, Andrea's Italian dinner 
and said, you, you know, you fucking shut that down like an Italian like dinner. You're like, you, you, you give that bitch what for. And Sierra then went and did that. And Sierra was like, I make my own decisions. And it's like, do you though? Like, really think about it. Do you, you got pumped up by your friend, which yeah. we've all been there, but that's, that really did and start. It was not, it was not the setting. Like <clears throat> I, she could have approached Lindsay one-on-one and instead it was like, she ruined the dinner a wine glass got thrown. And I understand Danielle's point of view when she was like, because you still have not come to me, I just like freaking hate you. Like, I understand that. Like, she was like assaulted by her. Like, just a horrible. Which is how like, they end part one, you guys. And we'll get into that in a second. They but do. It's very- of course they do. But yeah, it's like, and Sierra like still is trying to like rationalize and make excuses. And she was kind of blaming it on Danielle that she didn't reach out. She's like, I just didn't think you would receive it. Well, like it's still Danielle's fault. It's always Danielle's fault. It's always Lindsay's fault. Like they're just, I mean, again, it's like they are younger Paige, like barely as Paige is 30, I believe. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Sierra's I- young, but it's, it's, they're so immature. But the, that comment earlier about the Carl telling Austin, don't be thirsty like that, it goes with my theory, which I've been telling you guys now for weeks, is that love him or hate him. I know Craig has a lot of fans. Craig is so wanting this. He is so, and it kind of almost plays into the theory, which we're going to hear about next week. And what he said about that, the pillows and beer podcast thing is that, uh, you know, he, you know, the producers are too favorable towards Carl and Lindsay and he really like him and Paige really want this. I think pay like Craig wants it even more than Paige. And I think, you know, he sees that this is the most success either of them have ever had in their lives up to this point. And Craig does not want to lose that. Craig thinks wow. he is the king of Bravo. But it is hysterical when they're going around talking to each other like, you know what? You got to do the reality show because it helps the other brands. You know, like I got a book to sell, which, by the way, my buddy Samaj, uh, I opened the mail he sent me a, an autographed Craig Conover book uh, of his oh book. Oh my god! Uh, signed to me to Ryan. Are Bailey. you gonna read it? Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a coloring book. It's uh, it seems like eight pages, nine pages. I can get through that. Yeah. Oh my god, I love it. There's Give us pictures. a full review once yeah. you do. Um, He'll pretend to be from the south when he's actually from Delaware. <laughs> I wonder if there is a whole chapter on how Craig fell in love with sewing there has to be there has to be like I'm, i i picked sure. up the needle for the first time What's like what do you think of it again isn't the title a pun about sewing or something it's like sewing down under or like what, what's wrong with my sewing i think it's called oh what's wrong with my sewing <laughs> what's wrong with my sewing? And, sewing and sewing down south is is, is a store, store. Right? yeah yeah. Store. yeah my sister went there and like saw him when we were in charleston of her bachelorette party that was funny. oh i remember that yeah yeah, yeah. um Okay, so we we had all of this stuff. Uh, Another piece of information that I thought, there's a bunch that was interesting. I thought Maya and Oliver were like boyfriend, girlfriend. And at this point, Maya says, he's just a friend. And then, and Kyle's like friend with benefits. And then he does the penis and vagina hand motion, Oh my god! which is like Kyle. He's 40 years old. He's 40 years old. He's truly. And a man is like Kyle. And he's like, we all want to know, man. And she's like, you know, I guess you could say that, but I thought they were. Wait, didn't you say on a recent episode of watch what happens live? Like which one she, I think she said they were together. Like they were. See, I thought so. You know what? I bet this filmed before that then, because yeah, I know maybe it filmed before. Like, I don't know what the order was that it was filmed, but I could have sworn she said they were together. So I have no idea. She also said Maya and see, I love Maya so much. So I, 
but I'm just so scared. She's in line with those other girls stepping rank and file, even though she handled herself great. She did say her cookie business, which I know we promoted on the podcast. They stopped taking orders uh, because she had like a, she has a 10,000 person waiting list, but also the people like I know Ronnie and Ben, I think from watch what crap ends, like, I think they ordered it in like the beginning and still haven't gotten their cookies. Yeah, so, apparently a bunch of people ordered it and their orders like still haven't come. I've heard I mean, it's a great problem sure to have, you know? Overwhelmed. I'm oh, sure how could you not be? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, it's we understandable. Got, we got nothing this part with Kyle and Amanda. Uh, that's going to be all next week's uh, episode. I do not know. You know, it seemed like they were obviously sitting next to each other. Kyle was his normal self. Um, and right out of the gate, uh, though we do get the Carl Lindsay relationship brought up and Carl, there's an immediately this exchange with page where page literally they Carl jumps in for Lindsay at one point to kind of defend her. And page says, you know what? I know you got to defend her cause she's a girlfriend, but, and Carl's like, I I'm not defending her. I'm actually just telling you the truth. Right. And then Carl goes, well, I mean, you know, you've been here three seasons and you really haven't shared anything of your life. And she goes, I've shared like two relationships. And she goes, yeah, I mean, it was the Craig thing. And, and she's like, what did you do with your summer, Carl? And Carl goes, I had a great summer. Thank you. Yeah. Which is obviously I take Carl's sobriety very personal for some reason. Morning and still mourning the loss of his brother from less than a year ago. I didn't even, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that tonight. I was just mad at him because of this sobriety comment and it mattered so much to him. You guys like in the next segment, Carl goes, Hey, and just by the way, I just wanted to say that really hurt my feelings, Lindsay, what you said about, you know, summer, I I actually had one of the best summers of my life. And Paige goes, I mean, I, I, why would you even say that now? It's like, you've made that on me and like, try to turn it around, which is Paige's whole argument. You guys is that Lindsay could just say, I'm sorry to Sierra for going over Austin. Well, Paige, this is one of the times when you should take your own fucking like advice because you should have just said, I'm sorry, Carl. That is not how I have the utmost respect for you and what you did this summer. That should have been it. No, she tried to turn it around. Yeah, she tried to turn it around and she was just sitting there with a stink face and rolling her eyes. And yeah, she she, she should have taken her own advice when she was like, just own up to your shit. That's what she should have done. Like, God, I could not stand her this reunion. The way that he threw the sobriety thing in Carl's face, the miscarriage thing in Lindsay's face. I think it's really soured people on her because those are just like crummy human being moves. What is it is so funny because it seems like whatever uh, text thread those the mean girls were on there. The marching orders were like, always respect Carl's sobriety, because then from then on out after Paige made that slip up, then, you know, Sierra was like, I love Carl's sobriety. I think it's amazing. I would never want to risk his sobriety by going out with me. And if I was drinking, cause there was that whole conversation had about Sierra saying that she wanted to fuck Carl. So fucking bad this summer. And Sierra seemed like, what? No, I didn't. And then they showed footage of that. Um, Sierra and Lindsay keep going after the same guys. They do. They dude. They have a, the Eskimo. Is that what it's called? Eskimo sisters. Eskimo sisters. That, see that that they should laugh and go Eskimo sisters and high five like like all the guys do. That's how guys would handle that. Um, um yeah. Uh, so Andy, uh, Andy seemed like he was enjoying himself. We also got a clip of Andy visiting the summer house, 
and he looked visibly disturbed. Like he really, truly was like, this is disgusting. And he went into Paige and Sierra's room. And I think he was like, it's rotten in here. Like this is, there's like <clears throat> rotten food smell in here, which just really kind of packed a punch for me. I was like, wow. Like you can really like, disgusting. I felt like it was like smell a vision. I could really smell it, you know? Disgusting. So disgusting. Oh, gross lady slobs. I'm sorry. Gross. <laughs> but I, I actually like that. I wanted more of Andy at the summer house. Uh, Cause he always just know, is like pops up. Great content. Yeah, no, it really truly was. Um, uh, okay. So that all happened. The Carl stuff happened. You had the Lindsay relationship with Carl. Uh, Carl stepping up for his woman big time and says he, uh, she's the best kisser that he's ever had in his life. And I truly, listen, I don't think, I, I, I've said this all season, they all laugh at each other's goofy jokes. And I think Carl and Lindsay's jokes are dumb as hell, but they make, they crack each other up. And that's what a relationship feel. should be. Like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have to be like, uh, yeah, I totally get it. It's like, that's theirs to get. They obviously really fucking dig each other. And I love that, you know? I know they're cute. We're all rooting for them. That's the real first couple of Bravo. <laughs> but, you know, they. I think Carl's so grown up that he doesn't even want to be a first couple of Bravo, you know? Like, Carl, I don't think, yeah. you know, his heart is probably not in it. Like, it. I would say he would step out of this reunion and go, this might not be good for my sobriety. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, I don't, I like watching them. I want to watch their relationship more. So, like, I hope they But wouldn't it kill you, right though? Now. Would it kill you to see Lindsay, like... I was talking about this yesterday. Like, what if Lindsay got like wasted or tempted to drink next season of Summer House and Carl like has to like go, Lindsay, this isn't funny. Like, I, I don't know. I would like it, it might break my heart to see something like that because I really, truly believe in them, you know? I do too, but I think it seems like they have a strong relationship. It's on a strong foundation of their friendship. And yeah, if they walked away, there would definitely be no, no more Summer House. Like, I know we're talking about how eh, maybe a different cast, but it's like, no, like, Carl and Lindsay and Kyle just are summer house, whether you like it or not. It's those. See, three. Sophie, what scares me though, is I feel like we had a coup tonight. I feel like we had a January 6th tonight. We had an insurrection. Paige did an insurrection tonight. But she failed just like the insurrectors on January 6th failed. <laughs> she failed. She goes, Twitter, you guys. No one is Team Sierra and Paige. Bye. Okay, yeah, but that's Twitter, though. I'm saying there's a huge world, and some people don't get Check into Reddit. it the way we get into Check it. Check Paige's Instagram <laughs> comments before she has time to delete them. Oh wait, wait. Are they bad? Are they bad? They were. She deletes all of the the bad ones. Oh. But if you're if, if you're fast during the episode, you can see a lot of good ones, and people are rimming her out. So. <laughs> Yeah, no, bye, Paige. Wait, wait, did bye, you say people Sarah. are ri people are rimming her out? Rimming her out. Have you never heard that? Wait, you mean reaming her out? Rimming is like a rim, like I, a okay, like kissing yes, a butthole. It is, like. but I've definitely heard rimming someone out. Like to mean, like, uh, yeah, it means they're out. licking somebody's no, butthole. But to, bitch, but to bitch someone out. <laughs> this could just be like an Ohio thing. You might not maybe be saying it. it the right maybe way. it's a Midwestern thing. Yeah. Midwesterners, you know what I'm talking. So, Sophie got into Sophie's gotten into a lot of trouble because of this whole reaming, yeah. rimming misunderstanding. <laughs> the Midwesterners listening are like, "That's that's not a thing." No. <laughs> Skyline chili and reaming, um, and, and rimming people out. But what I, what I thought was not like, not order. <laughs> hey hey. <laughs> hey -o. 
wasn't it interesting though that i think Paige though planted that seed to andy though even of like yo do you notice how nobody can talk to Lindsay and all that stuff but oh, us yeah, girls like, are strong the hell up. Like, like she said it like I'm telling you, that was a planned She's sentence. To she said it. Everyone. She's trying to rewrite a narrative. Literally, that like isn't real, but you like believe it because Paige is believable. But like it, no, she's she's literally trying to rewrite a narrative of Lindsay being this mean girl when this entire time Paige has had been surrounded in a bed by a clique of girls at all times. And Lindsay's never invited in that bed to be a clique and to gossip and talk shit. They're always talking shit about Lindsay. In fact, so yeah. I don't want to hear it. I, 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 I recapped like the two, the not like two seasons ago. And I said it was the season I started really liking Danielle because I was like, thank God Danielle is here. I used to say this all the time because nobody talks to Lindsay and I feel bad for Lindsay. Like I actually felt bad for Lindsay. So it wasn't the other way around, guys. I remember if you watch those past episodes, Lindsay wasn't shutting those other girls out. They were shutting her out and she didn't even have anybody. And that was my theory why they brought Danielle on or why she was still on as a main cast member. So Lindsay could actually have somebody to hang yeah, out. Yeah, Lindsay has an ally. And I love Danielle. I think Danielle is a great, not everyone can be a Lindsay with that personality. Like, I think that she's just a good neutral energy. She's often the the voice of reason when someone, whether it's Kyle, Carl, Lindsay, like when someone needs like the voice of reason, someone to give it to them straight, like Danielle was always there. I think that's like a, cause no one, Paige isn't giving it to anyone straight. She's talking shit behind their back and then gassing them up or d- manipulating them. Like we need a Danielle. She, uh, yeah, I agree. She's also a great person to do a Marshalls commercial with. Did you see the Marshalls commercial with her and yeah, Lindsay? Yeah, good for them. Getting wow, that get black. that Marshalls money, yeah. Get that Marshalls dough, baby. Paige and Sierra are going to be Maxinistas, I bet, or something. I bet. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how much that killed Paige that they got to do the Marshalls commercial. Or yeah. is Paige going to like th- stick her like thumb like her nose down at, at Marshall's is that considered yeah, she's like just gonna pout in her like weird lip liner and lip injections I'm sorry Craig's that, like Craig. body shaming that's not about sorry. sorry I think well see I don't even notice she has I think she looks pretty I mean listen I can I'm I think Paige is very attractive it's just she that she's is. an asshole she's you know yeah she just um, sucks or at least she comes off like an asshole at least so I wonder what Craig does like you know I would kill to be on that text thread right now Craig goes Babe, I'm so proud of you. You made you made Team Craig Page proud tonight. You did it, babe. You did yeah, it. You like, made us proud. No, that's the conversation happening. Babe, don't listen to them on Twitter. They're just trolls. <laughs> well, I'm back to sewing the old pillows over here. Um, why <laughs> did I still don't understand fully though? Why not have Austin and Craig come out on the reunion like they do with house husbands? Why? I think, like I, I why Austin? Everyone. I think because everyone is so fucking sick of them and no one wants to actually like, actually, I know that we're saying, oh, we should have brought them up to answer for their crimes. But if they had come out, everyone would be like, why are Austin and Craig here? Get them off my screen. It's like they can't win. See, I I feel like they can win. I feel like you get him out there. He's put on the spot. And then I you're tell right, you what, right. no, I but agree. like, imagine this, Sophie, if he was out there, this would actually make Sierra and Lindsay make up with each other because it would all be happening in real time around everybody. And Austin would be in the hot seat, which he has not been in, in front of both of those ladies at once. It's always Austin takes Sierra over to the side or Lindsay to the side. And then he gets to paint whatever picture he wants to paint. And I will say, how pissed were you at the reunion that why even show Austin at all if you're not going to have him do anything at the wedding? Like, there was no conversation. It was like, hey, what's going on? Like, hey, Carl, were you nervous? 
It was Sierra being like, I picked my hottest dress. That's going to make Austin say, damn, I fucked up. And then they never spoke. No, no. It was like, I was like, I was waiting for that moment. And yeah. there was zero moment. It the just felt like a real was fumble. Super uneventful. And just the, the season in general was like, it was. See, eh. but, but to me, it's one of those shows where. I'm going to watch in, it regardless. And I love it either way. Yeah. Even in a season on Summer House, to me, it's like the minutia of it. Like, I just love, I just love watching the four boxes. I love watching the movement. Now on to some of the other characters. Have you, did I just realized, did you know there was this guy, Alex, that has been on the show? I, He's okay. this I bo- bodybuilder. So yeah, give, dude, give he had, he had the line of the night where Alex said, uh, Alex and Maya were like, yeah, I do not understand the attractiveness of Austin at all. And Alex says, yes, he is the Honda, uh, the Honda civic of male attractiveness. And even Andy was like, I think he might have just gained, like, he might have just earned a friend of, because uh, I think he would have definitely been gone, but that was a great line. And that's the Alex I want to see. I want to see more of that. Yeah, Alex. no, they didn't even give him a chance to show his personality. They were just like consumed by like everything else. All the Amanda Kyle drama, the stupid Austin love triangle. It's like they didn't even give Alex a chance. I think if we saw more of him, we'd all really like him. But if you but you brought this up earlier, though, the Maya comment that Austin supposedly said to Maya of you, I'm more of a part of this house than you are, especially for remember that episode that Maya brought up, you know, how she's felt in the Hamptons as an African-American woman and stuff like that. For Austin to say that and for that not to have been a bigger conversation is, I think, really like he's just not held to anything. Dudes are never held accountable at all. Oh, I know. I know it's, it's so absurd. Um, so, I mean, that was the, I mean, there was like little Andrea was cute as a button as always. He brought Lexi, oh, his girlfriend, he, you know, we see Lexi and she's like, you look good. And he's like, yeah, thank you. Oh. And all the guys, it's just so different because all the guy Carl's in the room, like, come on guys, let's do this. One, two, three, you know, Guys are so motivational like, speaker now. Yes, he, I love it, but it's just so different between the guys and the girls, and it just got awkward pretty much immediately. I'm really curious how they close this out next week, um, because it just I, I just feel weird. It's like I just know that they all hate each other. There's going to be no resolution. So it is only two parts. Yeah, it's only two parts. Yeah. Damn it! I was hoping for a three parter. I feel like, dude, at this point, they, I feel like they, we demand a three part and they just do like a zoom one, like live. Like, I feel like they could handle it. Like, wouldn't you love to see an unedited reunion? Oh yeah. Duh. A live <laughs> on court TV. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. The Johnny Depp Amber Heard stuff. That's my favorite show of the season. I mean, ever, we, I was just talking about this today of like how ridiculous it is that we are so hooked to that where it's almost I think it gets it's better sick. ratings than it's a lot of other shows. Guys. It's sick. It's a, a trial about domestic abuse. Like the way that it's being commodified and people are getting out popcorn for it and making memes out of it is so sickening. And we're not going to get into that tonight because I have to go to bed soon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're going to get into it. No. Um, uh <laughs> Okay, so Real Housewives of uh, so that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is going Ooh. to be on Wednesday. Are you excited? Uh, the first oh ten God, minutes I'm... are on Bravo already. Huh. Did you watch the first ten minutes? No, I haven't watched them yet. I need to watch it's it. It's on BravoTV.com. But I'm telling you, in the first ten minutes, you'll already be uh, so 
angry at Erica Jane, like all over again, like all over again. And I really, I just don't think, I just want to know if in their heads, they are like, if they think they're smart enough once again, where they can just be their bullshit selves, collect a paycheck. Like, does this not land on Erica Jane at all that she's just severely disliked? Does it land at all? I think she's trying to play up the villain thing, I think at this point, but she also just does is devoid of empathy or soul. So like she's just <laughs> evil. And so this is just who she is, you guys. It's who she is. <laughs> no, it truly is who she is. Um, uh, just real quick, a couple of things before I let you go. Uh, did you, did you pay attention? I know this is a court thing, but the guy that escaped because the, the prison lady, like yeah, helped that guy the escape lady shot herself, but like she, she didn't, they got caught and the yeah. guy got taken and the, in the prison guard who helped him escape shot herself. They got in a crash, I guess when they were chased yeah. and she didn't die. And now she's at the hospital. So well, yeah. Cause now she's going to prison. She worked at the prison, you guys, but the guy, the, the they were lovers, I guess. And the thing is, dude, the guy was six, nine, like fall in love with a prisoner that is like five, five that can blend in. You you can't be falling in love with six, nine prisoners because there's just no way to hide that dude, you know, at all. So it's like I would fall in love with a six, nine prisoner, too. I mean, see, this is exactly why Austin got where he's at. This is exactly this prisoner. This prisoner is the uh, the Honda Civic of prisoner attractiveness. (laughs) He's the Austin of of. Chippa, Chippa, <laughs> I don't even know what the prison. I was gonna make up a prison name. Chippaquiddick, Chippaquiddick, Chippaquiddick State Penitentiary. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, we talked about earlier today. I'm still fixated because I heard the Kendrick Lamar song and saw the video, which is just really amazing. And it shows you like what a real, like what an artist this Kendrick Lamar is. But I was comparing him to Jack Harlow. Where are you on the? Are you a harlot? Who are, are you into Jack Harlow? It seems like he is I, just I, I everywhere. All this I was explaining like the Met Gala situation when I met Jack. Par- <laughs> yes, you guys. She has all these pictures. At, you probably already seen it, but you don't follow her on Instagram. Podcast episode about it. I yeah. did a whole pod, but it's like I was never into like TikTok, and I've said this before. I'm not a TikTok girly. And Jack Harlow, I feel like really blew up on TikTok. So I never really got super into him. So sorry, don't have much okay. commentary. On but his you thought he was hot in person. He was really tall. <laughs> I mean, you don't even hide it. Like it really tall is hot to you. Yeah, he was really tall. And you also thought Sebastian Stan, though, was like looking directly oh my at God. that. That guy really took your heart. I, right? I, all the you pink. guys, I explained this whole story on my podcast, but like I fainted like he's so freaking sexy <laughs> uh, <laughs> um did you see the mother's day kardashian photo which one well the one i mean they i think they've invented i don't care no i they've invented a filter them. no i just wait, they invented a filter that goes over like they have their own filter because if you look at the photo, if you scroll in Chris Jenner's face, it, it almost looks like, you know, those paintings where it's like little dots and the, the dots actually form a face. Like that's what they're starting to look like. It's just like little dot, 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 dot. And then you're like, Oh, if you stand back like 10 feet, it looks like a person. Like there's they've, they've invented some kind of technology that only they use in Instagram photos. I've, you need to look up everyone, look up the unfiltered photos of their faces at the Met Gala. You can see zits, you can see wrinkles, you can see pores, you can see peach fuzz. 
Yeah. Um, it's jarring because we don't see that on Instagram. But yeah, I've I've honestly completely lost interest in them. I'm not going to lie. Like, I watched the first episode of their show, have not cared to watch the rest of it. I might one day. I don't check <laughs> anymore. I just like have completely lost interest in them. I don't know what it is exactly, but like, come on, have you lost interest in me, Scott? Sophie, it's me. I love you. I love you, Sophie. Come on, you're young. No, I you love don't. you. No, you don't. I Scott. love you. Not, I'm not 19. <laughs> he so looks like, no, rough, always, dude. He's looking rough. I'm always going to talk about them and I'm still going to be the number one purveyor of keeping them relevant in some way because I'll always talk about them, but like, I was so busy this weekend. I was traveling. I was with family. I was at a friend's wedding. I'm like, I do not care about the Kardashians at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Do you care about uh, a little show called Selling Sunset? Honestly, no. Okay. (laughs) I get no. I And I want to finish it so I can watch the reunion, but it is so damn boring. it, It is so damn boring, but I just need your reaction I mean, in fact, this week, just watch I know. it if you can. Because I, I, I need I need you to, I need your opinion on Chriselle and G Flip, who is my new. I love saying G Flip so much. It is I know, so. You guys. I I'm get, trying. It's literally painful. It's like um, a, it's a medieval torture device at this point for me. Like, <laughs> I don't know what, what has happened to me where I used to be able to binge the show. I think the season is just really, it's so fake. I think we're all just so growing boring. up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, finally, uh, oh, sorry, I just had a, a blackout. Um, there was one last thing I wanted to say to you. Damn it. Okay, who's uh, who's on the pod this week for you, Soph? Or are we doing Matt Roundup? What are we doing? Tara Berry from Everyone's Business But Mine. Actually, well, the episode, that that's going to drop next week because we're recording it this week. But the episode that was going to drop on Tuesday, we don't have a new one dropping Tuesday, okay, tomorrow, today, whenever, mm-hmm. I think today, technically. But that's why we have one on Friday, where I recapped all the Met Gala stuff. So if you usually listen on Tuesdays, there is a new episode up. And I cover all of, like, the Met Gala encounters and all the celebrities and, like, why I was even there. So listen to that. Okay, sweet, you guys. Uh, and uh, I will hopefully talk to you next Monday. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm literally about to fall asleep. I'm sorry, guys. I landed so late last night. I had to go into the office day. And then I also got coffee with a rabbi today. I had a busy day. Wait, what with the rabbi? I get an, okay. Yeah. It was a rabbi Mordecai Lightstone. He's kind of big on Twitter and we became Twitter friends and we have met before, but we like grabbed coffee today. And it's always nice to get kind of like, wow. And like, go back to your roots. Like I, I, you know, we, I just, you know, do they freely give advice? Yeah, I mean, we were just we were just two people that had kind of met on the internet and wanted to like, you know, get. But yeah, it's like if you there's someone like that that you have met on the internet or a religious something that makes you feel grounded. It was like a good moment of levity for me. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. No, wait, no. I mean, wait. You're acting like it's quite like. Of course, that would be a good. Yeah, moment. I mean, like, it's just been very stressful. Hectic, why would that not be yeah, good? I actually, I had a company retreat last Thursday and I got home at 1 a.m. and had to leave for the airport at 3.30 a.m. You guys, she's, she needs this beauty rest. She is uh, yeah, just. I feel like I haven't slept in like, like 72 hours. Well, so listen, 
I, know, the, yeah, so I didn't even think I was going to talk to you this week. So it was fun to get your opinion on summer house and we will, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah. This was worth staying up for. Of course. Yeah, of course. Of course it is. is all I dream about anyway. <laughs> okay. Go check our podcast out guys. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Thanks. Love ya. Bye. Betches.